This week on the program, it's one of the all-time greats. It's Batman Returns. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. <laughs> Jamal Bowie. And we love movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fine program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this is week three, I believe, of our We Love Movies Month. And we're so happy to welcome back our good friend Jamel Bowie to the program. How are you, bud? I am doing pretty good. Uh, otherwise, you know, other than being confined in my house for the entire year. But yes, that's, yeah, sure. that's <laughs> yeah. everyone's life now. It yeah. is kind of like this bad reflex I've had all year where we have guests on and I'm like, how you doing? And they're like, how the fuck do you think I'm doing, stupid? <laughs> it's a reasonable question. No, no. sure. I know. It's just we're all doing kind of shitty and hanging in the best we can, right? How's your rooms doing today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the coup seems like we're... We're turning the corner on the coup, I think. I well, think. In, which, in which direction? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, maybe. you know, Bi- Biden will probably be president, but apparently, like seventeen states have decided that they just don't think democracy should count anymore. So, yeah, yeah. That's, Trump's going to become shadow president. Woo! It yeah, is that's... a weird thing. I didn't know that states could tell other states what to do. That was something <laughs> I learned today. They really can't. <laughs> <laughs> But Texas is a bigger state, so it can bully the other states. Sure. I think that's yeah. the law they're going to argue. Right, right, right. Uh, but we are here today to talk about a movie that has a real rigged election in it. Uh, this is Batman Returns from 1992, of course, directed by the great Tim Burton. Uh, one of Steve Sadak's favorite movies all, of all time. Next time you see him at a live show, ask to see that back tattoo. <laughs> I do not have any <laughs> tattoos, but I might... And when when I get divorced, not if when it, <laughs> when sure. it's finally become too much, it's uh-huh. then the Batman Returns tattoo will be next. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the uh, hell here? Yeah, uh, Ooh, that's or... cool. That's actually kind of a great idea for a tattoo, Chris. The neon pink like hell here. Yeah, not bad. You could do yeah. it on knuckles too. I would also great. assume the black cat. Now, J- Jamel. Yeah. We showed you a slate of episodes, and you were like, "I want to be on Batman Returns," and I want to know why. I mean, aside from that, it's awesome. So I, you know, I, I hadn't seen this movie well, prior to this year. I had not seen Batman Returns since I was a kid. Maybe the only the, my only memory of the movie really prior to watching it again this year was the scene where the penguin bites that guy's nose off. Which oh, is, yeah. I, I think sort of like a, a demo, like a, a millennial sort of like cut off line is like, did that, <laughs> did that like fuck up your childhood or not? Um, I think the divide is between it was returns your first Batman or was forever your first Batman. Mm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but so we watched it, we watched it again earlier this year and I was like, this isn't, this is a masterpiece. Like, I, I guess it's, it's, I think it's easy to forget um, both how good the movie is and then how because Batman 89 really kind of inaugurated the modern superhero movie it's easy for all of these things to blend together but you watch 89 you watch Return specifically and it's so clearly this distinct 
vision and distinct product. Like it comes mm. unmistakably from Tim Burton in a way that just isn't true of very many modern superhero movies. Like the only thing I think that really has the same level of sort of like this isn't, you know, this isn't like the property. This is this guy's movie. Um and he's giving him giving you his distinct take on the property is Spider-Man 2, which is like like mm, it's yeah. it's a Raimi movie. It's sort of you can't watch that and not come away from thinking this is Sam Raimi to the bone. Yeah. Um and so when you when you had Batman Returns on the list, I was like, I just want to I want to watch the movie again and talk about it some because I think it's weirdly underappreciated um yeah. as a film, as not just a superhero film, but just as like a, a blockbuster period. It's it's like a total gestalt. Like when people tell me about the things that like don't make sense in this movie, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> wait, I so don't like, care. Wait, what wait, are you wait, talking wait. about? Well, you're getting like, like so people are coming up to you on the street. Well, like, <laughs> let me tell you another thing about that Batman Returns. There's, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube content out there <laughs> and sure. like Twitter battles that have waged over this very fact. Yeah. But you think there might be a plot hole? Oh shit! There yeah. might be a plot <laughs> hole. Yeah. <laughs> But like the vision of it is so strong that I don't I don't care. Yeah. The only thing I could even knock it for, and it's not really even a knock, because like Catwoman is also she combines with the love interest and that's sort of there. But this is kind of the movie that sets up that like now every superhero movie needs two villains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So it begins. That, yeah. It's like a two and a half in this movie. Cause don't don't discount Chris Walken, even though he's not like a you know, he's not running around. I mean, although, he is, I, I was almost although, about to say he's not suits. running around in a ridiculous costume, but he is running around in a ridiculous costume. And he's got costume. Albert Ein- an Albert Einstein wig, like yes. a literal wig on his head yeah. or a Beethoven wig. It's probably closer to Beethoven because it has a mustache. It's, like, it's, it's a, a yeah, crazy it's like a wig. He's yeah. like evil Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. If Doc Brown was actually a huge financial success with his inventions and became this massive like corporate villain, yeah. I could totally see he that. He department stores now. I also think that I think Edward E. Nigma stole a lot of the wardrobe from Shrek's personal office. Got it. When it was raided at the end of this, <laughs> like a lot of these suits look very Nigma esque. Right, um, right, right. I was going to say, Chris, I think you're, I think you're right to, to say that whatever plot holes or flaws or whatever in the movie are just kind of overwhelmed by how much of how much it is just this unified experience that like. Yeah. Every single element of the movie is working in concert with the other for this like singular um, product. Yes. I'm, I'm still amazed by this movie. Yeah. I watched this again last night, this being the 25th time or something, and I was still blown away that it, they got away with it. It, well, they got away with yep. it a hundred percent. It's shocking that every <laughs> so much of this movie, it's it's genuinely shocking that it got made. Yep. Obviously, I think it owes itself to the fact that Batman '89 was just this massive, you know, cultural phenomena, and Tim Burton could do whatever he wanted. But still, telling Tim Burton you can do whatever, and Tim Burton coming to you with like, "I want to play with my German expressionist toys," <laughs> is yes. like letting him do that. Still feels. You know, like something that shouldn't happen that that doesn't really happen ever. There's no there's no superhero movie made to and also the other thing is this movie would not get made in twenty twenty. Nope. But like you watch it and it's like find me another superhero movie where you could be like, Oh yeah, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, right there. I got <laughs> right, it. You right, know what I mean? right, right. <laughs> I think it's I mean, and also like I think he needed to make Edward Scissorhands between Batman and Batman Returns yeah. to just sort of get up because I mean like so much like 
the penguin can and Edward Scissorhands, the character himself, can both exist in Nightmare Before Christmas, and the movie wouldn't skip a beat. Like visually, <laughs> it's exactly this weird world between cartoon and reality that he loves to play with. And this movie is all soundstage. It's all Tim Burton dollhouse bullshit, and I'm so fucking here for it. So I have to say, I so I saw this in theaters with my mother mm-hmm. and my friend Mike. And when I was leaving, this was like a huge moment for me. I was, we were leaving and we were in the car and Mike in the back seat says, that was fucked up. <laughs> like out of nowhere, like completely out of nowhere. And, and like, like my mom was like, yeah, the movie was pretty weird. Right. And he's like, no, what happened to the penguin? That was really fucked up. What happened to the penguin? And I was like, yeah, it was right. Is he using profanity in your mother's car and she's not saying a word? You know my mother. Of course yeah. she doesn't care. I, well, I don't know about like a little kid just swearing in a car. <laughs> this is Dirty Mike, this new character. Chris has come up with. I'll just say I'm 33 years old and I will still be shocked by white people using curse words in front of their parents. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is mine uses them back at me way more. I, uh, I saw this. I saw this with my dad in theaters. My parents are divorced. And then for my birthday, because it came out in October, the, the VHS came out in October. I asked for it at a party, and we watched it with my was mother. Was it a Batman party? I think there was some Batman stuff going yep. on. You know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever so the, the hell. Hats I'm. and like a tablecloth or something. Yes, and yeah. two things. One, I, this tells you my clown problem. I could not watch. Ba- I like. I saw Batman in theaters, and I was too terrified of the Joker. But the Penguin, I really related to, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother, for the first time seeing that movie on VHS in uh, in my home. Thought it was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She's like, oh my, oh, with what's going on with his mouth? I can't. I cannot. Was she pissed off uh, being like, your father took you to see this? I think there's a little of that going on as that well. animal. He's the <laughs> penguin, Steven. Your father is the penguin. Your father, I've seen him with bile coming out of his mouth, too. <laughs> Oh, man. And the funny thing, too, is like watching this movie last night, I was like, man, I wish Tim Burton also just still made movies like this because that's a thing that doesn't happen anymore. I think the last good I mean, and I watch this uh, in quarantine. The last great one, I think, is, is Sleepy Hollow. And that's it. And then after that, it's like, yeah, it's a good I, to OK to bad. I think it was not 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I would s- argue for Sweeney Todd. I mm, really I love guess. Sweeney Todd. Did anyone Sweeney see Dumb- nap in Sweeney Todd? It was great. Yeah, I did really like that movie. Did anyone see Dumbo? No. I did. Not. I did. Didn't. I did. It's fine. It's fine. It's definitely better than most because it's it, it's an actual like Burton's style is there, and it's a darker movie than and, most of these re pitches oh, yeah, yeah. are. I don't know what you call them, like new animation. I don't know what the fuck like oh, this, yeah. the live action adaptations. You but, mean? It's, did, uh, but it's not but live yeah. action. Like it's did, definitely not live ha- action. halfway to live action. Yes. Well, there's way more. I mean. There are no human beings in the Lion King. I was about to say there's more people right, in Dumbo yeah. than the Lion King. But, but, well, you know. I, I think I think you can fairly call Dumbo live action. Like the yes. Lion King, it's like that's you know they aren't filming actual lions, people. right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe they should be. Maybe then I would have returned to that movie after my internet shut off yeah. halfway through it. They have like the kid in the Jungle Book, but like movies that they're going to move more towards that. I feel Cabin in that Dumbo movie because both Devito and Michael Keaton are in it, right? Mm-hmm. Are we making any kind of like oh we're back together again? <laughs> 
again, like like half a second nod at all. I'm gonna be honest with you, I forget most of it. Okay, so but they both eat raw fish, right? They <laughs> do, do that with Dumbo. It's a very cute scene. And, and did he also do Dark Shadows or am I? He did. Yes, okay. I like Dark Shadows. That was, that was okay. fine. Yeah. yeah, I like Dark Shadows. Not did at not the level it. of this, but it's no. I Steve, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. I, you know, the thing I was noticing about this movie versus the first one, like obviously in the first one, you are getting to Batman immediately, right? There's like the the tourist family that gets mugged or whatever, and right. then it gets the guys yeah. on the roof like right and away. There's two guys on the roof who are my favorite in like any movie. They're the one guy's <laughs> he's like he says, uh uh, you gotta watch out for the Batman. The bat. <laughs> they are just like two disgusting pigs on the rooftop and i love it that guy does what some of the best cigarette acting like he's just like there ain't no fucking brat and like, heard, cigarette is everywhere i heard he drinks blood <laughs> but this movie is like you are waiting quite a bit before you get to yeah. some batman here um and all of these credits just with like the penguins eerie riverboat ride as a baby oh, man the fucking the, the cobblepots sending him down the river like moses to the pharaoh's <laughs> daughter that is the sewer penguins <laughs> like my god i've never seen anything like this for your opening credits paul rubens too it's great to see yeah. him yes. back in I a was... tim burton movie my question was because he got arrested in '91. They probably made this movie in '91. Yeah. When, like, was that part of the Tim Burton experience? Like, I want to give Paul a shot. I don't care where he was jerking off. Or was it like, <laughs> hey, it, oh fuck, we filmed this thing with Paul Rubens. Isn't that nice? Oh crap, he just got caught jerking off. Kind of a thing. You know, I I would bet that it's it's the him getting caught jerking off is post the yes. filming for the movie. But you got to remember, it's like. In entertainment press, that was probably a thing. But if you were just like, some, you know, some Joe Joe Public, you have no idea that Paul Rubens. Maybe you hear sometime later that it happened. So it's not, right. you know, there's not like a, I mean, now, now, of course, you know, yes. it would be, it would Paul, be a big deal. Paul Rubens would uh, protect his tweets at this point, for sure. Right. There, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah, a nice absolutely. little lock next to it. Also, it's, like, <laughs> I don't think people recognized him in this movie at all. The thin no, mustache. No he looks so different. Yeah, but I, I forgot how like heavily under makeup he is in this movie. Isn't uh, Mrs. Cobblepot Eustace Cobblepot? I don't know what her name is. Uh, <laughs> isn't that uh, Pee Wee's love interest? Yes, she's in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and she returned as a different character in that Pee Wee uh, holiday Big thing top. that was on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Chris, we get the names of the parents when the penguin visits the grave. For some reason, it's Tucker. Tucker, Tucker Cobblepot and, and Esther, I think. Yeah, it's Tucker and Esther Cobblepot, man. He's wow. wearing a bow tie. I should have saw that coming. <laughs> uh-huh. was, was Tucker Cobblepot like a like he's an alt right spokesperson? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he definitely was. That's yes. why he got. That's why they got rid of their son. He wasn't a good white specimen. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He was yeah. working with Prescott Bush. They were having their time. <laughs> Is anyone else participating in No Not November? Whoa. <laughs> Oh man! If only Paul Rubens did. So he, I guess he's that's the, true. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, always not November. So he. So here's the thing: you give you have a difficult birth. Sure. You come out with a deformed child or a child with um, special hands, and um, you put him in a cage immediately. I yeah, don't think yeah. 
it's the kid's fault that he eats a cat at that point. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's in a cage. You're setting that kid up for failure, man. You absolutely mm-hmm. are and locking I, him gonna, in a cage. I'm going to keep coming back to this. This is ostensibly a children's movie. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So your opening five minutes are deformed baby, caged baby, <laughs> baby eats cat. And then as Chris notes, baby goes to the the store, the underground uh, penguin uh, society that that maybe takes in children. I mean, they seem pretty used yeah. to it. They're very ma- they're very maternal to this fucking penguin, from what I can see. It's just a closed down zoo. Like, what is what is oh, exactly yeah. going yeah, on? Yeah, that's well, what the, happened. The Gotham Zoo is the most Tim Burton looking thing you will ever oh, yeah. see in your life. It's like. All of his nightmares combined into one little property that's covered in a gentle layer of snow. And it's amazing. I love the miniature work we see when we oh, go man. through the whole encampment. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, like, to compare this to the first movie, the first movie has, you know, that amazing credit sequence with we're going through what is the bat signal. It takes you a while to figure it out. And then you zoom out, it's a bat signal. It's a great big piece of pop art. This, we're watching a mutant baby on a fucking river ride. <laughs> like, that's, that is where we're at. It's, that's exactly, yeah. that's where we're starting. But it yeah. was plausible back then. You could just throw, you know, you could throw your kid in the river. If you're, <laughs> right? Like, this yeah. is supposed to be like a quasi 50s, 40s. I don't know when it takes place, which right. I think, Andrew, you keep mentioning on the Batman properties, and it is a strength. Yes. Oh, yes. it definitely is to just be like totally ambiguous about the well, timeline. My favorite guy in this whole sequence, though, is the doctor. Doctor's puking his guts out. out Like this guy is—he's holding the handkerchief up to his mouth. Like, come on, it's like, dude, some composure, if you please. Also, this very rarely happens. We never have parents. Uh, Jamel, were you uh, worried that you were going to have a penguin baby at any at any point? Uh, no, no, was not worried about having a, a penguin baby. I mean, thankfully, you know, in Charlotte, we don't have a zoo in Charlotte, but there's a Richmond zoo. So if we did have a penguin baby, we could just, you know, yeah, it down. Well, I think it's diff- more difficult what with, you know, Instagram and stuff. There's a paper trail. The cobble pots are just chucking that baby and not worried about it. I just imagine you going up to, like, the manager of the zoo and like, boy, do I have a deal for you, little man. <laughs> I love it's a massive LOL for me when it the movie just goes uh 33 years later so then like the penguin is supposed to be 33 years of age <laughs> whatever you the say same, motion picture the same age as Jesus Christ <laughs> you know on, <laughs> on the true. on the director's commentary burton says something to the effect of, you know, I was trying to parallel Batman and the Penguin. I wanted wanted you to see that their lives are both born in tragedy. Right. And I, I just, I feel like the Penguin probably has it a little worse, honestly. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Bruce Wayne knows his parents loved him at the very least. They, right. they were tragically taken away from him. Yeah. It would have been a favor to the Penguin if Joe <laughs> yeah, Chill exactly. yeah. killed his parents. You're totally right. He would have, yeah. he would have put a hit on him. <laughs> Oh, this would be a great what if comic. Like if if uh, Bruce Wayne's parents uh, threw him in a crick or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one thing. Like yeah, it's bad enough to resent like street crime and have that become your obsession. Sure, but to resent your parents and the very idea of childhood—that seems mm, a little well, stronger. He, he was Bruce Wayne. You know, his parents were killed. Oh my God, it's the worst tragedy in the world. And uh, he was raised by his kindly old butler. He was raised by penguins in a sewer. Like, I mean, yeah. there's no comparison. There Zero. Is, there is not. There is not. And I think, 
You know, the other thing I was thinking when I was watching it last night was like the penguin, because this penguin is so just like Danny DeVito playing the penguin, you know? You cannot remove Danny DeVito from this equation because then it's a completely different character. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking like I'd been smoking weed. So this is why this thought came to my brain in the first place. But I was like, man, I wonder if the penguin learned to speak English because he's raised by all these penguins from watching like Taxi somewhere. <laughs> and he just loved the Louis character so much. And he just started taking up Danny DeVito mannerisms. I think it totally uh-huh. checks out. <laughs> Well, as we will find out, this is one of the few Batmans that also really heavily references reality. Like with the Max Shrek stuff, like yeah, there he references the Reichstag fire for fuck's sake, man. That's true. Yeah, and the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, <laughs> I love like, that thing where they are. It's you know. Walken says to him, like, you need your own Reichstag fire. And they both, like, the sh- I mean, Max Shrek, knowing what that is, great. The Penguin, that was shocking information. They both, like, start laughing. Like, yes, exactly. The Reichstag fire. Exactly. Oh, oh don't get me started on Spyro Agnew. <laughs> yeah, before we get into it, we got to comment also on just sort of, like, how grotesque Danny DeVito looks. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really something. I it's can't imagine. crazy being his kids and like oh man dad's in the batman movie <laughs> and you go to watch this shit and you're like horrified at your father's so, visage so, so is the idea that his body formed like this because he was always in Ooh. the baby outfit because it seems like <laughs> yeah. the outfit he's wearing is just a stretched out version yeah. Of the baby outfit. I mean, that thing I would have been torn to shreds at that point, though, dude. Look at that ass. But, I mean, like, we're taking lots of leaps of logic in this one, including <laughs> yeah, sure. that Catwoman has nine lives. Well, so, sure. like, well, like I, that doesn't, that's not so strange to me that that's the idea is that he didn't have any other clothes. He didn't have anything else. So he literally he turned into this monster because he could not grow out of these clothes. I feel like he had to be deformed more than just like the thin hands because like he's kind of as the baby, he's like framed like uh, Rosemary's baby. Yeah. You know, the way they show the carriages and all that. Yeah. You don't like see it really head on. The Antichrist was treated much better. I'm (laughs) going to say Well, the Antichrist was born in the Dakota and presumably grew up there. You know what I mean? He's living on the Upper West Side. So I, I I think specifically it's the hands and probably the nose are the deformities. The bile, I think, is just the diet. And I think the, the complexion is the sewer. But and I just you, feel like it is in his mid twenties he started losing his hair and he had to be like, Come on, you gotta be kidding me. That's all I have is my fucking hair. You know, look, this big bouffant thing, and he's like, Oh, great. Oh, this is great. But the girth, like, is he just like frying up some of these penguins and eating them? Dude, you know, it's a stressy situation. Also, is he breeding them by the ending of this? Well, like, well, there's so many of them and they're under his spell all the time. Well, remember that he goes, like, at some point he leaves because he becomes the circus boy. Sure, yeah. yes, That yes, they the find out. So, like, freak. he leaves the penguins to come back and comes back to rule them with the Red Triangle <laughs> game at some, gang at some point. Right, right to and rule the, them, which is... <laughs> also very weird to go from the Joker and then go, you know, the clown prince of crime. And then go to a clown gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that unrelated. Work for, yes, <laughs> that's strange. totally true. I mean, because yeah, the Joker's cool. goons in that movie are just like they all look like big buff cat burglars. 
Well, well they have like branded merchandise. They, they have yeah, like the purple like, Joker jackets. Yeah, they purple got like Joker those bomber jacket. jackets or whatever. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah. pretty sharp, I have to say. But again, like this, that movie took place in some kind of reality. This is literally on Mars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. really, we're just like, you know, in the first one, we're worried about like the crime families and who's <clears throat> undercutting whom and all that stuff. And this is like just totally space time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. simultaneously much darker in a lot of ways, and that especially with the Catwoman stuff. Yeah, and also way more cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. sort of like a level of sort of like you know wackiness that isn't really even there in that first movie, and that doesn't really show up in superhero movies at all anymore. No, yes, it's, it's either like this. Yeah, it's yeah. well, it's either super serious, like all of the DC stuff is now, or you go to the Marvel stuff where like the only humor in it is that kind of like you know like you know uh what am i trying to say just like the super sarcastic in jokey yes yeah all the glib shit you know like wow that was something wasn't it everybody and you're like okay waters weirdly nails the tone of comic book humor like like when penguin is starting to get hit with the tomatoes and it's like why does everybody bring tomatoes and eggs to a protest and like <laughs> that whole thing i'm like that's exactly what a penguin would say in the comics <laughs> right, right. exactly yes. like to the t this movie owes a little bit more to the 60s batman than even the the last one was such a uh, the 80s one was like such a uh what do you call it there a clean break it was like so and a lot of it is from the comics and, you know, Dark Knight Returns inspired and all that stuff. <clears throat> this is much more. I mean, it's not exactly, but like having the villains team up is very, you know, that that 60s Batman movie, which rules the school or and and a lot of the punish stuff and a uh, pun E stuff, I should say. Yeah. Not punish. Oh, I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> the <laughs> punny stuff is very like is very uh, that way where, where it's it's just on the Chris on the on the edge of camp. But it is so insane and so dark and so grim fairy tale that it just, it just works genuinely yeah. grotesque yes in parts right, like yeah. exactly the word grotesque like and i am like i i think about what would have happened if they had actually had marlon wayans in this as the robin yeah and i don't oh, know that how was it would this work movie that was supposed that to was happen? this movie that was supposed <clears throat> to happen was uh, he like because like i think marlon wayans is a good actor but was he like Known to be a good actor way back then. I think I he was mean, just on In Living Color, like a little bit, possibly. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't known that much at that point. Yeah, it, uh, it would have been. I think it would have been on the strength of both In Living Color and then the Wayans had like sort of. I mean, they were like kind of the Wu Tang Clan, right? Like yes. Every 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 individual Wayans had their own thing, and so right. Damon yeah. Wayans at the time was like making the jump into big blockbusters. I think the last Boy Scout is around this time, or yes. maybe a year oh, before. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he did like, oh, you go. No, I was just wondering then, like, if, because I feel if that's the case, he would definitely be bringing way more comedy to it. Um, Yeah. You know. Yeah, he did a costume test at at least at some point. It really went that far, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they made made action figures even. Like, it it went, it went pretty far. And my understanding is that Wayne's got paid for it. Like, it went far enough that he got paid for the job. He That's still gets residuals. Sweet. He said something on Instagram about still getting residuals. Oh, really? Good for you, yeah. dude. But you know, I'm glad Ooh. because they didn't use it because it just it would be way too overstuffed. Yeah, because this movie too much. is about to burst, and, and it's like <laughs> yes. perfect as is. Another yeah. little piece, and off it goes. Yeah, you're totally right. right. I mean, yeah. the, only, the only way it really ever fits is that they kind of don't. There's not that much Batman. You get like you get like sort of sprinkling of Batman throughout, and then at the end you get a lot more Batman. Right. Um, but this Which, is really like a Catwoman Penguin movie. 
And, you know, I was thinking about that, too, Jamel, because someone on Twitter was like, first of all, I saw the worst absolute take, which was like, this is one of the worst Batmans. And I was like, OK, you're you're muted. Uh, and give that person a stone cold stunner. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, once but, this pandemic ends, Jamel, I'll be stunning everybody. <laughs> but then like another person, like on the heels of that very bad take was like, you know, well, Batman's barely in it. And I was like, well. I'm kind of okay with that in this movie, you know, because like what you get of Batman kicks ass. And I don't think I don't think anyway, this movie carries itself like a Batman without Batman. He's in the movie, yeah. but he's what else, in every scene. What else could you do with him? You know, like yeah. Batman has a few modes. I, I feel like if they got their wishes and it was more and more Batman and Burton stretched it and did something different with it, they would have hated it. Well, yeah. also yeah. Keaton exudes the the truth of the matter is that like being Bruce Wayne is kind of boring. Yeah, like he when he's like he's literally just sitting in a dark room thinking to himself when the fucking bat light comes up, <laughs> Dude, oh, and then like all of a sudden thing. he activates. Can we talk about this this relay system he has yes. for the fucking the bat signal? I was picturing like if someone's driving by late at night, they're like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> totally. You can see that shit from the road. Yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, I do love so the way that the bat signal gets activated. We should talk about our good friend Commissioner Gordon here. The you know um, where. We, we meet Max Shrek, we do all this good stuff, and then um, the mayor is giving uh, Max Shrek is giving a speech, and the Red Triangle game shows up and fucks everything up. And somebody, and I mean, literally, the strong guy throws a sled at a police car that <laughs> Commissioner Gordon is like, Oh no, let's call Batman already. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you've done no police work at this point. No, he threw a not. sled at your car. Someone touched the car. <laughs> oh no, someone hit my rear bumper while parking. Whoa, oh, Batman, get him. Look at their costumes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like you, if somebody wears a costume, you can still arrest them. It's not exactly. No, can't we, do it. I'm we sorry. We have a flat tire. Call Batman at once. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing about this opening break is that uh, Gotham City still has Newsies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, which also suggests that you can still buy, like, liquid cocaine and heroin in the pharmacy. <laughs> Absolutely. Which explains living in Gotham City very easily. <laughs> oh, sure. If I lived in Gotham, dude, I'd be fucking strung out constantly. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> I love this fight sequence. I think this might be my favorite scene of the movie just because it's so memorable for me with these dudes with the like the skulls with the yes. googly eyes on the dude, motorcycles. The second I saw those guys this time around, I had the most tense flashback to being so frustrated with the Super Nintendo game for this. Oh, the Super oh, Nintendo is serious. It's a oh, serious game. Oh my god. And you're trying to knock <laughs> these dudes off this the motorcycles and everything? Infuriating. The blood pressure rises when I would play that game. It's an excellent <laughs> game. The graphics were great on that game. It, did, it was a it was a good looking game. I don't remember. Is it Activision? I don't remember who yeah. made it, but it was a I, solid looking game. I always got uh I I always got fucked up at the Ice Princess level when you're trying to save her. I don't know right. if I even got that far, dude. Honestly, I, I, that, that's where I derailed every time. Well, like you shouldn't be able to save her, dude. She plummets to her death in this movie. Well, yeah, but like I, some <laughs> on that level, like I couldn't find some entrance that you had to find on that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love this dude who's the devil who's trying to burn down the toy store. Which again, so good. this whole movie is <laughs> I've got kids here. The movie, like, could you not show me the devil burning then, down a toy store? <laughs> Batman's like, oh, this guy seems to like fire. I better <laughs> set him on fire. Dude, first, first of two definite confirmed kills for Batman in this movie. 
Yes. Yep. The other one is when he fucking straps the bomb to that dude and throws him down like the storm drain. Yeah. And then you see the explosion. There's no way that guy's not blown to chunks. That's the way this guy's not burned to death. <laughs> yes, no, the devil guy, he's just a crispy critter, man. He's dying face down in the gutter in Gotham. Th- th- that's what I like about it, is it's not precious about that this Batman kills. They're yeah. not building up to it. It's not a big moment. He's like, no, I'll set a motherfucker on fire right now. <laughs> on, on the commentary, Burton says something like, he was like, you know, people were very upset about that, but I thought it was pretty cartoonish. You don't see what happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, what do you want? A six a six month thing of like him being like spoon fed food to the burnt mouth. Like I, mean, I don't want the devil guy's story. Necessarily. I wish Batman killed me. <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his newest villain, Burnt Man. <laughs> uh, Selena Kyle, obviously, Max Shrek. I mean, having I mean, it, it is so interesting that this movie sort of needs the third villain, but it sort of does in Max Shrek. Right, uh, bridge it all Walken. together. What's that? Yeah, he does. And yeah. it's, it's excellent. And like, he's exactly, you know, he's Selena Kyle's boss, which makes him work. And obviously the penguin wants him. And like Bruce Wayne has dealings with him. And I mean, he's a Trumpian figure for sure. Like there's no two ways yeah. about it. Titan well, of industry that has his like thumb over local government. Well, yeah. that's what's so great about it though, Steve. I would just say that he, in this movie, he needs the penguin, which is what's great. And then it winds up fucking him over yes. because he needs to get, mayor michael murphy which is amazing seeing michael murphy i didn't put this together any time until last night but like that's michael murphy is tanner 88 the robert altman yep. series so like this guy no stranger to playing politicians which is oh, great yeah. but like he's trying to oust him you know so he can get this whole power plant the quote-unquote power plant up and running so it's like this great moment of like here's this dude doing a villainous thing that would make him essentially the villain of the movie except for the fact that like he hires a very famous batman villain to like be his stooge and that villain overtakes him and fucks him over which and, i just love that and it's such max shark has such a, a a a comic book villain like reasoning for what he's doing he's like and I'm going to store all the energy. I'm going to yep. suck the energy from Gotham City and store it right. in this power plant. And only me and Chip are going to use it. It's a power plant <laughs> in name only. It's actually like a super like uh, conductor. It's like, yes, yeah, like you said, it's going to suck the power out of Gotham. Yeah. It is a, all it is, all it's for a car- me, none for them, man. He's a fucking yeah. great, uh, you know, conservative Republican. It's, for sure. it's, it's a cartoony plot. It's Mr. Burns blocking out the sun. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a Bond villain thing. It's like a, uh, Matthew Amarik in uh, Quantum of Solace, where he's like, right. yeah, I'm going to steal that country's entire water supply and then sell it back to them. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, I, I, I even like Walken is so good in this movie. He plays it straight the entire time. He never winks. He never like he never wavers in the silliness of it. He just like really believes what he's doing there. Well, because it was before. See, I feel like there is a clear cut line of Christopher Walken, the amazing actor, and then Christopher Walken, the cartoon character. Yes. And that that turning point, that pivot moment is that Fat Boy Slim video. I was just about to say it. Yep. It's, yep. it's, it's weapon of choice. Yes. It's, it's like it's pre-weapon of choice. So like he's still, I mean, I, I think he's great and he's been in great things since this movie, obviously. He's great in Catch Me If You Can, things like that. But like it's before he was like, you know, it's kind of like Nicolas Cage is doing now, like buying into the cartoon memified right. persona that like yeah. the internet created, pop culture created of yourself. Yeah, and definitely like a weapon of choice. Like that was a meme before there were memes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. 
he stops working with Abel Ferreira, does the Fat Boy Slim video, and then it's all over. <laughs> Creating a divergent timeline. <laughs> <laughs> he should have just stuck with Ferrara, not Spielberg. Um, I was going to say, Michelle Pfeiffer is phenomenal in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. She is, she is uh, so good. Um, the same way Walken is sort of matches the tone of this movie so perfectly, uh, Pfeiffer just sort of a goes for it completely yeah. um, on the Catwoman stuff and the Selena Kyle stuff, but also just sort of like it looks effortless. Like you would think that she's been in these sorts of movies a million times before, um, but this is sort of the only thing like this in her. Yeah, in yeah, her career. that she's done. Um, did well, she? Yeah. Was there something recently where she sort of got back into blockbuster well, stuff? At, or Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, Man and Wasp. There it is. Yeah, I couldn't remember. But yeah. she's like when she's when even when she's Catwoman, like she's simultaneously sympathetic, sexy, scary, and funny. All like it within <clears throat> like beat to beat to beat to beat, and it's just like yep. it's it's kind of hard to keep track. Almost like how quickly this character turns on a dime. Like and immediately, like when you meet her, she's already talking to herself. So you're like. Something's a little off, although it's totally I, fine to talk to yourself. It's fine. She's also <laughs> on fire at this point in the yes. public eye. Like yeah. this, this makes her like this fabulous Baker boys married to the mob all sets her up to this course where then she's doing age of innocence. She does dangerous minds, which sucks, but is a huge hit. Huge movie. Massive huge, huge, yeah, huge yeah, yeah. cultural hit. Uh, but like, I, I, I have missed her for so long and like dark shadows, uh, Ant Man and Wasp and French Exit, Azazel Jacobs' new movie. All like I've been missing her so much, and I'm so glad she's back. As Nominated for three recently. Oscars, never won one. Love Insane. Field, Fabulous Baker Boys, and Dangerously Eyesons, which is also excellent. Um, yes, Fabulous the, the, Baker Boys is amazing. The weird thing about Michelle Pfeiffer's like uh, movie star persona is like obviously she is maybe one of the most beautiful women ever to be in Hollywood. Just sort of, sure. kind of like, yep. yeah like otherworldly attractive but at the same time very relatable in this weird yes. way like this is Mar- this is why marriage to the mob works so works so well you can you can yep. believe yeah. her as like a struggling single mother even though if you saw someone who looked like her on the street you'd be like well obviously you're a model or you're a, an actor <laughs> or someone's yeah, going to just hand you a bag of money right um, yeah yeah she and, and you buy her as this this uh mousy executive assistant where like right. And she almost like disip- not doesn't disappear in the scenes because she's doing so much, but like you can almost understand why like Michael Murphy is like is that fucking Michelle Pfeiffer? You know what I mean? Like you understand <laughs> that he, he just like oh that's Max Schreck's secretary, whatever. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. Also, I feel like the the whole Selena Kyle part of it, and like this kind of Selena Kyle, right? Because mm. Anne Hathaway's Selena Kyle is completely different. Just thinking on like live action movies. Underrated. And stuff. She's great in that movie. She I is mean, very good in that. Yeah, I'm not very, saying she's bad. Yeah. It's just very different because she is already like exuding that like post Catwoman confidence, right? Sure. Like, yeah. So seeing Michelle Fiverr before that happens to Selena Kyle, it could so easily just devolve into like obnoxious, shitty Kathy cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like you could see her walking around with a little act bubble like above <laughs> her head, but like she makes it so sympathetic. And you, you like you never doubt for a second that this is like a real person. It's Pfeiffer, nice. Pfeiffer is like a brilliant comedian. Yes. Like that's what Married to the Mob is also, is that she's just yeah. naturally funny. So these lines only sing because she knows exactly where to hit them. Right. That's right. Yeah. 
but she she's so sympathetic in this role. It's also it's almost like Edward Scissorhands again. I guess yeah. in the way she becomes like a Frank. She becomes like Frankenstein in a way. Yeah, and yeah. the way how her, her suits all patched up with those. Uh, well, how, how do you stitches, sew the metal stitches? stitches. Yeah. stitches. Yeah, yeah. Just I love stitches almost. everywhere. It's such an interesting design of that suit. I'm going to keep referring back to the director's commentary because Tim Burton says a lot of wild stuff in it. <laughs> One of the wild things he says in it is it's a, there's a close-up later in the movie of Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman suit, and he kind of like mutters to himself, I don't think she's ever looked more attractive than this. Oh, no! <laughs> that is not what you want. Yes. You, know what, you know what, Tim... We're uh, not. T- we're not. In a, we're not in a fucking football game here, man. Let's, let's end, class it up and touch. End the commentary real quick. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean that Michelle won't talk to me? Uh, well, uh, well, could you tell her it's Tim? It's Tim Burton on the phone for her. Okay. Uh, costume test for Catwoman. Take three. Oh, that's the one. Oh man. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, oh. So like, I'm. You know. In this age of streaming and all of these like services coming out and stuff, like I've been on a real kick in quarantine of like buy disc media. Yeah. And I want to plug it again here. The 4K disc of this movie is exquisite. And the example I want to use is that Catwoman suit because I've seen this movie 50 times, right? Last night watching it for the first time on this disc was the first time I noticed how all the times when she's getting like banged up and everything in the suit and stuff and like, you know, fighting Batman and fighting whoever else, the suit is like getting torn and she's not fixing it. Yeah. And so you're seeing all of these like broken seams like on her arms and, oh, you cool. know, the helmet and stuff. And like, I never ever noticed that watching this movie before. And you just see it's like falling to tatters the whole time. Also interesting contrast is that scene where Batman goes to get the, his suit on and he's got like 15 of them in there. Yes. yes. And she's like just got that one that's rotting off the bone. Yep, that's exactly right. My favorite line in this, one of my favorite lines in this movie is that tells you everything about Christopher Walken and Selena Kyle or Max Schreck and Selena Kyle where he's at this thing, he forgets his speech, he goes to his son Chip who is amazing. He goes, remind me to uh, take it out on What's-Her-Face later, which is like, remind me to berate my secretary for <laughs> yep. my own mistake later. I, I don't want to forget to do that. I need to do that. I need <laughs> to do that. Remind me to do that, my son Zangief. Yes. <laughs> yes. Zangief from Street Fighter is this actor, which, man, it is like night and day. It's kind of great. That's amazing. The, um, I didn't know that. The yep. forgetting the notes thing, Steve, thank you for reminding me, because this was, you want to talk about grounding this in like some sort of weird alternate reality when uh selena runs back to the office to get she's trying to get walk in speech and then run down they're doing the gotham tree lighting and he's giving yeah. a speech so she wants him to get the the notes for the speech she goes to the office there's a shot of the, the notes on the table and she runs up to it and the camera kind of just like tilts up a little bit and there's a wall of framed photographs and it's all like photoshopped like max shrek meeting famous people and you're talking elvis sammy davis jr reagan and arnold schwarzenegger max Every shrek young arnold loves reagan i can say that first <laughs> yeah first absolutely time. yeah trickle down my foot <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that like he i guess because back then you would think like a uh a piece of shit businessman i guess couldn't become like a mayor of Gotham. Like yeah, why didn't right. he run instead of Cobblepot? Why didn't his son chip run instead of Cobblepot? 
Yeah, well, because Chip was like a coked out bearded maniac that had like weird dealings with Russia. That was that was that was why Kip, Chip yeah. couldn't get into anything. He's, he's Hunter Biden. Oh my god! Oh my god, Max! A power plant that steals power. Excellent idea. <laughs> <laughs> we could install this in Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, yes, after we killed them all, of course. <laughs> Is that your dark Kissinger? Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Just, I do so like whatever mayhem. Uh, great scene with Batman. Uh, great scene sta- with Vincent Chevelli using a machine gun. Yes, the late great Vincent Chevelli. As a, a uh, what, what do they call those guys? He's got a monkey and he's got Work a crank. Thank you. Wow, he's I was got a crank. <laughs> I was like, what's the the monkey cranker? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's not a thing. We were uh, just talking about Mank, the story of the organ grinder's monkey. Right, oh, right. right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, but Batman saves uh Linda Kyle with this amazing Batman yet again running running afoul of clowns. Not not a fan. Not a fan of Batman. <laughs> Definitely not a fan. This is also a weird moment though of like how strong is Batman supposed to be? Because this is like there's a there's this clown, he's got yeah. a gun to her head, and he fires like his little grappling hook at the wall, and the it's the great cl- the clown being like, hey, you missed, and he pulls it and the concrete slab from the building breaks off and hits this guy in the head. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's a strong rules, guy. Man. Small little man. Uh, <laughs> You've been working those uh, bicep, bicep curls. That'll do, do it for you. That was a big trailer hit when the guy gets oh, like, yeah. you missed. Whoop. That and was like we, a big one. We finally, uh, Shrek goes down to the sewer, he gets kidnapped, and you finally meet Danny DeVito as the penguin, and you shit your pants. I mean, like, if I'm Max Shrek, I'm like, <laughs> Please kill me. Hey, yep. don't eat my bones. Please just <laughs> kill me. I don't know where this is going, but I would rather be dead before I get there. <laughs> exactly. Like he's like, got Danny DeVito's got the fucking like he's just explaining to him like his way of like threatening Max Shrek, like showing him how he knows everything about him, you know, the whole the great gag of like the old co-workers like arm or hand. Hey you know. Max, I'm Fred's hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the the taped up documents, all of that stuff. And his line to like put a cap on this whole like parlor scene is him being like, what you put in your toilet. I hang on my mantle. It's like, Love Oh it. God, you flush it. I flaunt it. Let me stop you there. <laughs> penguin monster. Shoot me in the head. Cause that's, that's my move, dude. Like, I don't want to know anything what this guy's up to. Hey, do one of you weird clowns have a gun? Just <laughs> murder me. <laughs> Tell you what, you can kill my son. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the 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 little the like you know seeds being planted here of like what the penguins overall motivation is because he's telling Walken basically like how he hates the people of Gotham for squandering you know, everyday gifts that they've had throughout their life. And he's this dude that was abandoned as a baby and had to be raised by penguins. So it's like that whole thing of like, I despise society for like, you know, taking, uh, taking everything they have for granted, which is, I I love that motivation for this character. Cause it also like, he's obviously like a disgusting pig in this movie, but it also just sets up how sympathetic of a villain he is. I was going to say, he's, it's like, he's the villain. But he's not like he's like he's like warped and twisted. But he's not like evil. I don't know. Yeah, no. he's, he's he's an interesting villain because he's not like like uh you know you got you got your killmongers who's like sympathetic but still like very recognizably like a bad guy. Right. And the penguin isn't you know good necessarily. He's again he's he's a monster. 
Um, he, uh, you know, he, he bites that guy's nose off. Uh, I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna cite that again and again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and he, he leers at women a lot in the movie, which is yeah. always really quite a lot. <laughs> ah, look, look at that tail. Oh my um, God. Well, the first of all, the fact that Christopher Walken in this movie uses the term poontang. It's the most insane thing ever. And I, I, I want a new movie to do that. Like Marvel, get dirty. My question is, is the penguin a virgin or is he not a virgin? Well, you're talking about like with human beings. <laughs> well, yeah, I would like, all right. I, I'm gonna. It was a very attractive you. rat one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way the way they respectfully uh, guide his body to the afterlife at the end of the movie makes you think that like the penguin may have been may have married one of those penguins. That's I very think true, you're right, dude? I think you are onto something, my friend. So because it is like we are taking a family member, uh, you know, down the river to the other side. So he's like a sewer. David Koresh down there. He's got like eight <laughs> penguin wives. It's, yeah, all of his sister penguins. <laughs> Max, I'd like you to meet my first wife, Roberta. <laughs> Similar to David Koresh, uh, his institution destroyed by a huge fire. Mm, true. Yeah, that's very sad. <laughs> and Janet Reno, weird. <laughs> Never saw it coming. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's weird because Max Shrek is the real villain, I guess, ultimately, yeah. because like he's playing them all against like he's yeah. playing Penguin. He's playing Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, I feel, well, I feel Penguin ascends to like the number one spot in like the last like 20 minutes of this movie, sure. which is yeah, yeah. which is an interesting thing for a Batman movie specifically where you have an evil billionaire at the center of the spokes that is just doing horrible shit to everybody, whereas yeah. usually it's like. Oh, this guy's so great. He's a billionaire that beats up homeless people. You know what I mean? Like at least <laughs> at least you're like doing something where you're playing with that trope a little bit. I mean, obviously good billionaire if you bad billionaire, there shouldn't be any. But like right. at the very least, like you're sort of you're investigating that it, a little it's bit. It's like a yeah. gun. Like a good guy with a gun. You need a good guy with a billion dollars to beat a bad guy with a billion dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um and so, you know, we have the I this was another like chilling scene of Walken coming back into the office. Selena oh, Kyle has yeah. like gone home, realizes she forgot the Bruce Wayne file. She has to go back to the office. And this is where he throws her out the window. And it's the whole thing where she's like, you know, it's not like you can have me killed. And they have the big laugh. And he so Walken good. sells this so good because uh, he does uh, the uh? like step like the step away. Yes. Like he takes like a step so and a good. half and then turns back and shoves her. But you're right. It, 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 Eric's point is that, ah, it's, it, that's a very yep. King of New York kind of like wing. Yeah. Kind of oh, a thing. Definitely King of New York vibes there for and sure. I haven't seen this movie in years and years and I was watching it today and that scene, I was laughing along with all, all both of them. <laughs> and also like the way that it's shot and the light of her, glasses making her have the Catwoman mask before she has the Catwoman mask. Yeah, man. It's just like there's so much of that little stuff where you're like, wow. So also, she goes just an extended black. scene of two of the principal actors talking. Like no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing there's no there's no plot that's necessarily being advanced, just sort of like it's all character. Yeah. And yeah. You're learning something about the two people. Totally. It, is, it feels like a luxury. 
<laughs> it is. Another plug for the 4K disc right here, though. The sound design of her when she falls out the window and she's going oh, yes. through all of the... Is it Awnings. like Max Shrek's logo? This little cat thing? Yes, yes. for his department store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like her, she's going through all of those awnings and it's like the sound of her head going through all of them. It's brutal on the soundtrack to this <laughs> disc. It's great. And this is like perfect like Tim Burton creation myth. Like... The cat's licking her to life. Now, question for the comic book readers in in the group here. Uh, is it like, is Catwoman naturally, like you, in the canon, is is she brought to life by cats? Does she have nine <laughs> lives? Is it a supernatural cat thing? No, she's a child yeah. thief. It's, yes. it's, just, yeah, it's, yeah. More, it's much more of like a bit in the comic books. Like Selena yes. Kyle, she's a, yeah, she's a cat burglar. She's a jewel thief. The cat thing is like her brand. It's not like, right. Which is what I mean. It's taken to bonkers levels in that Halle Berry movie, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where it gets crazy. Yeah, because it's just like the uh, you know the power of cats through the ages. (laughs) The power is now all in you, Halle Berry. Like, there's even the there's a reference to Selena Kyle in that movie. There's like a picture of her on a wall or something. Yes, they're they're not they're not licking her alive. By the way, it's every cat owner's. What what you do when you take a cat in your home? You're like, if I die, this thing's gonna eat me immediately. <laughs> yeah, these those guys, cats are it's hungry. a fucking hot meal, dude. Just just the so, Selena Kyle being brought to life or you know being transformed into a cat cat woman by cats, the penguin <laughs> being physically a pe- a half penguin half man. <laughs> just I mean, it just screams Burton and the creative yeah. team being sort of like, why would they call him the penguin in the first place? Why would they do that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's a half penguin, half man. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's like no, a no, thousand Tim, comic books. They Tim, we, we, have, we have a hit. We have this 20, 20 or 30 years of comic books about this. We have clear explanations <laughs> for why he's a penguin. No, 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 no. <laughs> penguin man. I'm and not then, one for yeah. source material. And then people get mad that Batman kills two people. You know, like, I mean, the perversion <laughs> of, of the source material there by making it so supernatural, you'd think they'd look, uh, complain about that. Look, look, you say that's a shadow. I'm saying that looks like bile coming out of his mouth. And I think <laughs> I have a place to go to from here. Well, the funny thing is you talk about uh, Marlon Wayans and there was already like buzz about like, I don't know about a black robin. I'm like, this dude is the penguin and black oil is coming out of his mouth. Like, I think that's a farther departure than uh, what race the character is. I think. I think. Also, he's a serial child killer. Like, you really, that that gets buried, I think. That, like, he's been going town to town for what seems like years now yes. and just stealing and assuming killing kids. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's incredible. It, I mean, that's the end. It's, it's a grim fairy tale. It's, it's yeah. a gro- like he's a, he's a very like, I watched uh, a video, a uh, YouTube thing. Cause I was trying to just do some research. Congrats. And it's it's t- thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, any, any extra money you could kick in would be really helpful uh-huh. um, for the, the effort that I did. No, the uh, there's a, it's, it's Jay, it's uh, Tim Burton on the Jay Leno show. Which is a nightmare. The Jay like, Leno show. What are you fucking seventy eight years wait, wait, old? Wait, 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 <laughs> the Tonight Show this, with Jay Leno. Okay, so it's not the ten p.m. Because I think no, there no. was a Jay it Leno was, show. Yeah, that it was, was called a 10 the Jay PM. Leno show. Yeah, but it was it was him promoting Batman Returns, and Jay Leno's doing his fucking best, and it's just Tim Burton, and he's like, oh yeah, you get a little clip here from the movie, and you, know, you want to set it up, and he's like, 
Um, okay, it's just a bunch of people dressed like animals acting like monsters. And he's like, <laughs> well, the clip has um, cat women in it. Okay, and then they just show it. It is just, it is just so perfect. Like he is not ready. He was that my friend, my man was not ready for t- prime time, and I loved every second. <laughs> In, in in this clip, I wanted to show the public or the viewing public what it looked like when a a, a troll man ate raw fish. <laughs> What's your greatest nightmare? Here it is, Jay. So in uh, this one, uh, Pee Wee is going to shove a baby into a river. <laughs> yeah, that's the clip they're using. <laughs> um, yeah, so like whatever. She's now the Catwoman. She and obviously like the the, the dichotomy of the two. Her going to apartment first and then coming back to it and like all those right. beats hitting over and over again and the hell here and like yeah. the, the the really creepy uh this camp this uh perfume campaign, somebody needs to talk to somebody about it. Like this is this is getting a little too much. All right. You shouldn't be if you're gonna cold call somebody, don't tell them to fuck their boss, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of anything like this where you're just leaving answering machine messages that are advertisements. Seems illegal, actually, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> Send it to Happy Dude. Okay. <laughs> um, so they they decide they're going to engineer this whole thing where the penguin saves "quote unquote" the mayor's baby because a clown, a clown who has all the time in the world to be fucking apprehended by authorities, yes. steals this mayor's baby at a press conference. Like, it's, it's so funny because the ba- <laughs> it's the mayor's doing this whole thing like, and there will be no more crime or whatever. This baby's <laughs> immediately stolen. Well, it, it, they're they're doing this thing where the mayor has to come out tough against clown violence. He has to like, mm-hmm. you know, that circus thing was a real mistake, blah, blah, blah. And then like, obviously, <laughs> the, at the worst possible time, his, his baby is stolen by a clown. Today like- we are uh, banned all copies of Stephen King's It's from uh, the Gotham Walden books. They would ban comedy. They would ban (laughs) Joker. These guys, like, it's enough. This is the city that will never laugh again. I was about to say, like, if you you have, you know, the the joke, mass murdering clown and the Joker, then like a a roaming clown gang, is it just like a tough on on clowns, like, uh, (laughs) platform? I think that, yeah, yeah. He won't even say radical clown violence, okay? (laughs) My opponent, ladies and gentlemen, will not come out against clowns in that way. See, that's what this movie doesn't get to is a debate scene between Oswald Coppelbot and the current mayor of Gotham because that would truly be something. If you want to keep the people of Gotham safe, we have to have stop and frisk for clowns. (laughs) Red noses. Hey, no. I see you over there, clown. I didn't say stop and flip. I said stop and frisk, you fucking weird acrobat. Um, this is my child. Uh, he's got paint on his face, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Face paint is being banned. I think in Gotham City, Halloween is outlawed. Oh, yeah. you have It has we, to be. We have to. You have to. You can't. You just can't. And uh, to, to defy the authorities, you just put, like, a little, like, the vampire blood smear on your fucking chin. Just a little trail, the tiniest yeah. little trail. That's I know. I'm, I'm just laughing at the idea of like a bunch of people trying to get on a train and one guy's a clown. like, why are you stopping me? Why are you stopping me? What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? You didn't stop that lady over there. You didn't stop that guy. That guy's a big guy. You could cause a tra- Oh, yeah, because I'm a clown. Okay, all right. Listen, it's a high holy day for clowns. I, this is my religious garb. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I am going to worship the greatest show on earth, if you will excuse me now. I can't take off the rainbow wig. Bozo will turn his back on me. <laughs> I love the whole thing. So the penguin, like, you know, the, the clown jumps in the sewer and there's a phony like, oh, no, it's the penguin of the sewer. Yes. And then, you know, he rises up, saves the baby and everything. And Walken gets right in there. And there's an amazing thing where there is this one reporter character that they give a couple of lines to in this movie. And I feel like this guy is kind of like the the god-given bless it all replacement for Arliss being in this movie again. Yes. What's his name? Robert Wool cuz it's a yeah. guy who kind of looks like Robert Wool but is a little more handsome. And he's got this one line where he's like, what's the deal, Mr. Shrek? Is the penguin a personal friend? And you just have Walken being like, yes, he's a personal friend, which is just the best he, line. He, also, he goes on to say that he's a, he's a friend of the whole city, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah, this is the moment, right? This yeah. is like the thing that is going to, you know, shoot this guy in his path to the... I was at Gracie Mansion, whatever the Batman version of the mayor's mansion is. Gothy Mansion. Gothy, Gothy mansion, mansion, sure. sure. There. I do love, I mean, also you got you to figure out, this is a sequel to the first movie, wherein a clown killed all these people. That's what got the fake Ed Kochmeyer ridden out on a rail. That guy is yep. out. Yep. Obviously, Michael Murphy was like, no, that's never going to happen again. And oops, my baby <laughs> just got stolen. This is He can get recalled. Oh. You know what else is out? Not just clowns, parades. Not happening anymore. Again. Maybe they'll do it. You know what, Kevin? Maybe they would do it like they did the Macy's parade this year. It's like nobody can fucking watch. It's like a block and a half long. Yes. You know, it's everything is the street is shut down entirely. And part of this though, I feel is also on the the citizens of Gotham here, because like this clown drops down or he does like a backflip like from to right behind the mayor and nobody says shit. Like the mayor is giving yes. this speech and like this guy's backflipping up to him and I'm like, somebody point out that there's a clown right there. Somebody say something. That's Doug Jones, by the way. I just Yes, as, as Thin oh, Clown. Really? Yeah. Yes. He ah. has a great bit of physical comedy at the end when the penguin's like looking around for the allies and Doug Jones has been operating a machine gun and then the penguin looks at him and he's like, Nope. <laughs> this kind of like runs out and abandons him. So the penguin, you know, sets out in this whole thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I will be your freak no more. He's like giving an elephant man's type speech here. And he says, you know, he just wants to find out who his parents were, which they, is the, the bluff to get, you know, the names of all the firstborn children. Yeah, they Kevin? cut, they cut to goth, uh, 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 back to uh, Wayne Manor and he's watching it on TV. And the first thought I had is like, Bruce Wayne must be a sucker for those like family reunion reality TV oh shows. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like nonstop. <laughs> always watching that shit. Like well, just like with a little handkerchief. <laughs> it's a it's a good uh, Keaton performance here because he's like genuinely moved by yep. it. He's just like yeah. Alfred's like, oh he's trying to be snotty. He's like, oh, you want to change the channel? So he's like, huh. Hope he finds his parents. It's like it's a yeah. really like it's a really like uh a nice emotional a moment there. It's a it's a weird thing where like you know the first movie obviously is like the duality of Batman and the Joker and everything and two sides of a similar ish coin I guess. Um, and this is like you sort of see that like you know this you know relationship between the two of them, but it kind of falls apart way quicker. Yeah, like they don't they don't waste too much time on it because he's also like immediately suspicious of him. You know, he's like, yeah. Alfred, I think that fucking weird guy knows who his parents are. <laughs> yeah. I think he already knows. 
I was just going to say he's suspicious because the guy looks different. All right. Yeah, yeah, this sure. Bruce Wayne yeah. is an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. No silver spoon here. Kind yeah, I'm, of not, thing. I'm not going to hold this one against Bruce Wayne. The guy's if, literally a monster. Dude's a literal monster. Uh, your, <laughs> from your point of view. Okay. Right. From fair. my <laughs> point of view, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you're all monsters. Uh, Alfred, is that a. Uh... Is that a onesie he's wearing? <laughs> Looks like a baby's onesie. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, dude. Like you get you get the penguin in a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now we're talking. He would now, look like any American. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, Steve, I don't think that this exists. And any other fans of Batman the Animated Series weigh in on my memory problems here. Is there an episode of that cartoon where there's like a penguin on the vacation and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt? No, I don't believe no, so. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> if, well, there, I, if there is, it's like new Batman adventures. Yeah. It's like, it's like back half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That, that, it's, not oh, the actually, good, it's not the good shit that we grew that, up with. It, that since actually, you mentioned the animated series, it's worth saying how much of that series, the aesthetic of this movie is like the basis for that series. This movie time. specifically, not the, not the first. The, in the first Batman, there, it's there. But this movie, like, it's so much the statues and the weird, yeah, yes. and the weird. Like, you literally don't know what year it is. You have no idea. Again, like, like Eric said, this newsies walking around. It's just, it, it's very bizarre. Well, also, yeah. like the city, lo- like the city logic didn't make much sense in the first one, but now it makes absolutely no sense. Yes, as far as like cutting around where these buildings are. Oh no! I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the great thing about it being all sets is like it's just it's artificial at every turn there's not a real street shot in the whole thing oh there is talk about the gotham square (laughs) we keep going back to gotham square we get sort of that geography yeah they do sort of make where they're doing the tree lighting like pseudo 30 rock kind of a thing yeah Yeah, um but i love there is the shot of batman like slowly drove driving by the hall of records and like spying on the penguin doing this research like late into the night kind of a thing and it's he's just crazy. like slowly driving by oh it's the, so great the, you know the the buildings always get a lot of like notes that like that's very langian but like the shot of penguin with the monocle writing in that ledger like that that is so langian it, yeah. it kills it honestly kills me when i when i watched it this time are you okay yeah we, wait, wait. I, I, i'm we surviving now I, I took some band-aids and i took some tylenol wait, wait, for, okay folks, for the folks at home you're talking about fritz lang yes yes yeah yes yes, yes. Uh, i mean scott like, lang no not scott. <laughs> so now chris you took some band-aids uh, where did you take them? Did you, uh, did I you took swallow them? them? I swallowed them. Uh, and then, like, they, they don't they heal your tum tum? Yes. They will close up any internal hemorrhaging you might Great. be having. That's what I was hoping. I love the line Walken has when the press is, like, trying to get in on uh, the penguins, whatever, and the Hall of Records, like, hey, that's a, that, you know, that's a violation. It's a public building. And Christopher Walken says, it's Christmas. Give the Constitution a rest, which is yeah. just such a yeah. it is such a rich guy thing. Yeah, yeah. This, can we give this whole Constitution thing a rest, please? Christmas. Um, um, he wins. He winds up winning over the hearts of the citizens even more when he this great scene of him in this like disgusting graveyard where he goes and I love just Danny DeVito dropping to his knees in this big weird weeble man fat suit is the funniest thing you'll ever see at least at this point though he's like a little better dressed did everybody clock the weird muhammad ali joke that 
yes. Shrek makes where yeah. he calls himself Muhammad, Muhammad Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, that's right. And he starts rounds. going like this. You want to go a couple rounds with Muhammad Shrek? I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't that was... notice that until this viewing. Actually, I, I, I like, have the... I have no memory of this. <laughs> Straight oh, it up, happened in the movie with the Penguin Man that's fucking spewing bile. That was the thing that stopped me dead. Where does that, does that happen here at the at the graveyard scene? No, no it's, I, it's when it's him and Bruce Wayne. They're, when yeah. Bruce Wayne's like, "I'm not going to pay for your crooked power plant." Oh, way back that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And then Selena Kyle comes in, which is great. I mean, and, and again, like her being like evil Selena Kyle in this scene, where she's trying to still pretend to be old Selena Kyle. It's just like the layers of that performance, and then talking about like, "Oh yeah, I remember." No, yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't remember the skiing trip. I remember. Um, you know, a boy who noticed that I didn't have underwear uh, in grade school. He's dead now. Like the way she says he's dead now. It's like, yes, did she kill him? It's like so good. <laughs> that whole thing is I mean, well, that whole story is like because he's like, oh, you're back from your skiing trip. <laughs> and I think it's a thing. I don't think that's a real person, Steve. I think she's like this dude that fucked with me. He's oh, yeah. dead now. Like. Mm. I'm I'm coming for you, well, Max Shrek. Was that the uh, voicemail guy that the whole like Christmas trip? I'm going by myself now. Oh, was yes. that skiing? Do you know who that is? No. That's Tim Burton. He did oh. that. He did that. He, oh. did, he left that message. This <laughs> is the only time that I can pretend I'm dating Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I have an analyst. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we mentioned it, but when she like destroys her room, like Charles Foster Kane is pretty amazing. I mean, Dude, I had sequ- a note about her pulling <laughs> yeah. a Charles Foster Kane in that scene. Yeah, it's one of the best <laughs> Tim Burton sequences ever. Literally, her with, with the the dolls going into. The garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god! All those poor stuffed animals. <laughs> I mean, just when she entered, I mean, like that. You, it's kind of amazing because we we talked about this a little bit. But she, you know, when when you first see her in her room, she enters and she's sort of like you know she's checking the phone. She's very frazzled. When she enters this time, she grabs that carton of milk and then sort of like haphazardly pours <laughs> it for a cat and oh, takes yeah. a swig. I love that. It's just it's yeah. just like a it's such a fun, you know. It's telling you immediately how this character has changed. Yeah, yes. it's a power move now. Like at yeah. first, she's like meekly giving the cat whatever. Now it's like it's for me, not for you. Yeah, here's this- a little bit, you know. And I'm, and by the way, the chugging of milk. Oh, I thought I was watching the Jackass show or something. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be. <laughs> this is also a banger of a Danny Elfman score, oh. and this with this scene specifically because she doesn't say like she's kind of yelling mm-hmm. and like ripping things off, but she's not saying it. It's all the music doing this big grand like weaving back and forth. It's yeah. incredible. It's absolutely. It's, it's one of his best, if not the because yeah. the, the choral stuff and like the it's just it's tremendous the opening with the penguin is also like the big march towards it it's Mm -hmm. incredible yes oh the the march specifically right there is so great because it's when like the camera is following you know the bassinet and it's like get ready for this batman movie kids like strap in here it comes it's interesting they went so orchestral uh this time from going from prince to that i mean i know they had both last time but it's kind of like no pop music whatsoever on this only one a Shushi and the Banshee song. Yes, yes, which yes. only plays at the end of the movie, or is it in the film it's itself? In the it's in the dance. Room. Yeah, it's in the ballroom dance. Oh, at the costume party. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is Got it, it after? Is it after the uh, rendition of Super Freak? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. Another super freak. I don't think super freak was meant to be played on a saxophone, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to put that out there. I love. Um, so th- this is Jamel's favorite scene because it's traumatizing. Where in the penguin is now. He's got image consultants. One is uh, Jan uh, Jan Hooks, Hooks, the great Jan Hooks. The other, and this is me as a little kid watching this movie. This guy was prominent in the Hogan family. He was like the nerdy guy in the Hogan family. He was was like like the the family friend or something. He was like the the next door nerdy neighbor. I was like, oh, that guy's in a movie. That's cool. (laughs) And then it's like he's really going places. And it's like at least my nose isn't gushing blood. And he. Ah, it is I, so I, good. I, have, I actually have the movie playing right now, and we actually just got to the scene. And every <laughs> yes, the the, the 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 thing about this scene, and it's not just the nose biting; it's sort of the entire sequence. It's the fact that it's like this close up of Devito, and he's like looking at the camera, and he's turning back and forth. But he, each shot of him of his face is like he looks the most grotesque. Like he's like covered. <laughs> in like fish guts his teeth have like black bile over them and he has this big terrifying smile and then the other guy has this sort of clueless look on his face yes. and that's that's what makes it so disturbing because it's yes. sort of like for you and for him the other guy you don't know what's going to happen and then all of a sudden he turns and bites his nose up and it's it's not just it's not like a it's not like a it, – it's a gushing of blood. Yes. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, gushing. I mean oh you see God. that stream of blood in 4K especially and it's truly disturbing because like if you ask somebody like, you know, is are there any like bloody moments in Batman Returns? Like you'll obviously come back with a no and then it's like, uh, 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 the yes. scene at the campaign headquarters, holy shit, is it from like a Freddy Krueger movie? And for the for rest some- of the scene, okay. DeVito has the blood all over yes. him. It, yep. <laughs> and, and it goes on for a while it goes on for so long yeah, after dude, that and the greatest like the greatest thing ever right these like soulless people that will work on a political campaign like it happens and the room doesn't immediately vacate well, like this whole scam isn't immediately over with right there it's kind of it's kind of like actually legitimately striking to watch the scene in like 2020 and you're just like <laughs> like at the time it's like oh it's if you're watching this in 92 you're like well of course they would they would all quit but now yeah. it's like no, probably not. You know, like, they, <laughs> yeah, totally. Let's is he gonna pr- is he gonna this. promise the right judges? Because if so, then I, I guess they're just there for the ride. <laughs> and again, like he goes from biting this dude's nose and then going to like Max Shrek and be like, "I can show him my French flipper trick." And again, covered in fish guts, covered in oh, blood. Yes, yes. This is actually the the scene where we get the. Uh, the poontang the line. line. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's so horny for Jan Hooks in this movie. And, like, yeah. I get it. I watched her on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I totally understand. But, like, he's being just, like, and, like, the breathing. Like, he, DeVito, I mean, you want to talk about, like, <laughs> shit, shit that should have been nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Like, like just, he's, like, breathing like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> What is the dick like? Is my question. Jamel, oh. you write for the New York Times. What do you think the dick is like? You know, in our orientation, we obviously get a lot of material in penguin dicks. <laughs> and mm-hmm. no, I, have, I have no idea. I'm, no, guess, no. I'm, guess, I'm guessing. I don't know. It's a flip look, is dick. it a mess it's down there? A, it's, is, it's does a, it's it work? It's a it's nub. A nub. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a nub. I just rub my thumb. Because again, he's running around in raw sewage and toxic waste and the rest of it. I just can't yeah. imagine he's got a fucking full-on hog. 
But you know it, what, dude? His pubes immaculately trimmed. Yes. <laughs> Although, either- Steve, to your to your thing though about when you were like, or maybe this was Eric, one of you perverts was like, uh, you know, is uh, is uh, the penguin a virgin? Well, I don't, like. How does he know? That he's got his own French flipper trick there, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Ooh. I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's a true. taught him. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, sexiest penguin in the sewer. He's been around the circus people, maybe. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carnies. Definitely people. carnies. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's what I want. HBO. You know what, HBO? You're doing this dumbass thing of rebooting True Blood. How about you go back to one of the best shows of the last 20 years, Carnival, and now Oswald Cobblepot joins the circus. Him and Clancy Brown teaming up for evil? A torrid romance between Oswald Cobblepot and the wolf girl. (laughs) Yes, totally. Uh, I'm there for it. I love it. I mean, yes, like he decides to be mayor because he, again, all he really, it's about sex for him, which is an amazing character motivation for a children's movie well, but it is he's like i can have laid. sex with women if i have power i can't yeah. i can't stress it enough he is bothered because, so christopher walken when he gets him to do this whole scene he interrupts his planning of mass child murder <laughs> in yes. a in a, a a attic room that looks like it smells like death like oh, actual corpses yeah. it's disgusting uh, up there and like he's like okay fine Fine, fine. I'll stop my child murder to be your mayor. Fine. Well, because what fine, is the I'll weird thing? Like, you see it on the wall. There's schematics, and he's like, yeah, we're working on this plan to turn the Batmobile into an H-bomb. And like, Christopher Walken's like, maybe instead we run you for mayor. <laughs> I think uh, Catwoman has a line in that uh, when she sees the plans there and says that he could he shouldn't be a martyr. That yes. We have to turn Batman into one of us. Like a right. Criminal. Yeah, um, this the the whole um, campaign quarters scene, headquarters scene here, ends with you know, this is the this is the thing where he's like, you know, we need our own Reichstag fire moment, you know, and you know he agrees to do it, and he's like, so I'm gonna get my piece of shit associates, you know, to do this whole thing, and you know, start start the madness, and this is the fucking. Oh man, it's I love it. I actually rewound it. Just the burn, baby, burn. Yeah, like, oh my god. Like, you know, fly, my pretties. Go do it. Dustin Hoffman is not pulling that shit off. No, no, that I was surprised as hell to learn that today. You guys told me that he was supposed to be the penguin. Their first choice, insanity. What a movie. That's Dustin Hoffman. Absolute <laughs> insanity. No. Just, I mean, also like the, the Danny DeVito thing, like you forget he was a fucking movie star. That dude was a full-on yep. movie star. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like he's been on TV for so long, but he's a, at this point he's a huge movie star. Yeah. I mean, the, just romancing the stone and uh, the, like he was in everything after that. Yeah. Wait, after I mean, that became a hit. It's, it's it's actually wild to think about, right? This like yes. four foot eleven, you know, like <laughs> yeah. swarthy guy. Yeah, was a massive movie star. He was a draw. He was, he was like, yeah. He, I mean, like, Nicholson was like, dude, you should do this Batman movie. It was how, you know, they were buddies or whatever. And like, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And it's just, it's just amazing that, like, that I, it, I don't know. Like, I, that Danny DeVito movie star is just bizarre to me. It's, I mean, it's really, it's great. And we should have that again. I mean, nowadays, someone like Danny DeVito would just be doing like unboxing videos on YouTube. <laughs> but the talent <laughs> might be there. It's just ignored. You're or like totally third right. bike on a podcast and he's a comic book expert. Like one of those <laughs> kinds of things is what he would be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is, I think, Eric, you like the last 
uh, Red Triangle Gang attack. I love this one more. They really start going crazy throughout the city here. This is like, we're talking like rocket launcher attacks yes. from, yeah. from various mean, clowns. There is a bazooka clown, which is very yes. important. I think I like the first one more just because like there's more of the motorcycle guys and the dude oh, yeah. being set on fire, I think is what The devil is. being incinerated is pretty yeah. sweet. I'll give you that. But this scene has, like Batman gets in there like right away and starts fighting all these people and everything. And there is a I never saw this. And again, man, 4K. I don't you know, make me a salesperson here. Somebody, Sony, somebody. Like the shot of Batman, there's a circus person that's a sword swallower. Yes. Batman rips the sword out of this dude's <laughs> mouth. And you can see this like trail of spit just go flying. It's disgusting. Also, Batman uh, um, Keaton does. I mean, best Batman, whatever. We don't have to have that nerdy conversation. But I think he does the best acting with the bottom third of his face out of anyone who's ever had that role. When he puts that bomb on that dude, he's got this mischievous, yep. terrifying smile. <laughs> that's like, I don't know about this guy. I am <laughs> yeah, not dude. sure about this dude in particular. That smile is like this is the only way I can get hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. Alfred, get my little black book out. Call somebody. It's happening tonight. I but, think I mean, big just, time. As far as Keaton goes, it's his lips, man. He has those like yes. those like those very full, luscious lips. Yep, He's it the is. Best. And, and the sensuality works for this movie, especially when he get, gets to do it with Catwoman. Like he has some like really horny like mouths going on as Batman. <laughs> there is some incredible open mouth kissing in this movie. Yes. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also uh, where she's do this. So Catwoman's like getting involved in this also, but she starts by like going into this department store. And this is the awesome, like she's whipping the heads off those mannequins and yes. everything. Oh, that's so fucking the, great. Her doing the backflip, which was the Jay Leno clip, by the way, her doing the backflip oh, okay. and then just saying meow after. And, and it's just this perfect scene where the penguin and Batman and Catwoman meet together. Yes. Her saying meow and then standing there in front of that explosion is tremendous looking it yep. looks so good and that's right after uh there's a, the line um one of them says things change you yeah. know what i mean which is because so, i feel like that's also like this is not the previous the, film you know the, what i mean the biggest i mean the biggest trailer line you don't really think you'll win do you yeah yeah so in and, in that sequence, she is uh, she has like the whip and she's sort of like you know swinging it and jump roping. On the director's commentary, Tim Burton uh, commenting on the whip says, uh, "You know, Michelle really did all that stuff herself. It's very difficult to use a whip like that." <laughs> <laughs> I should know. <laughs> there's, I mean, that whole the meeting of the minds there is great, and then like. There's this whole shot sequence that I love where it's like this is where the penguin uh, reveals his little like helicopter umbrella. And so he flies off. And so the camera like, you know, tilts up and we're following the penguin. And then you see Catwoman scaling the building and then we get to the roof and there's a cut. And it just cuts to Batman using the ladder like a sucker. And it's like, dude, you have all sorts of gadgets and shit. Come on, man. And he gets his ass kind of kicked right there because he's just climbing up the ladder like a schmuck. There's also that weird shot of Michelle Pfeiffer just being ecstatic over the fact that he has a flying umbrella. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah like yeah. She's just on the thing and going like, 
<laughs> oh man, I wish people could see this. We're doing this one on video, video just for us, and that was an amazing performance, Chris Cabin. <laughs> Thank you very much. But it's, um, yeah, it, yeah, the fight, the fight here is great, and it, it does sort of they do an interesting job of like you know it, it would be very uncomfortable to watch Batman fight Catwoman. They 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 play with it just enough. She gets on way more hits than he does. Doesn't he uh, throw some lube on her or something? I don't. It's like weird. Yeah, she, thing he's it's got. like it's acid or something because that's what later in the movie when they're making out at his house. Yeah, and he, he goes. In her drink. He no. He goes to like he puts his hand like upper arm, and you see that scar. Oh, okay, yeah, that bubbly was, skin. Because she gotcha. says something about because she has some line like a blink and you miss a thing about like he burned me and he yeah, right, like something okay. else. Yeah. I thought because like her claws couldn't latch onto the roof because of it. I was like, oh, so uh, that was just oh. KY jelly. Got it. <laughs> and but apparently, you, it was acid. And I love the kitty litter truck. And if you didn't know, Catwoman was insane. She's thrilled to be in that truck on top of a mountain of kitty. Do you litter. think she took a yep. shit in there? Yeah, probably for yeah. sure. Well, while I'm here, boys, <laughs> long drive home. But this also makes it more cartoony, just seeing a giant open kitty litter yeah. truck. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. So Keaton's Batman must be the most okay with violence because she, you're just hanging out, throwing like balls of acid at people yes oh for yep. sure like, who, who else is this for like you didn't have that with the joker maybe he learned his lesson uh that could be yeah i don't know well they're also when the fight here there is the great thing where um and again like showing that she can most definitely get the upper hand with batman is like she falls over and you know he's he, you know, she's like you know what are you doing hitting a woman and batman's like oh i'm so sorry oh you know he like leans down and then she's like you fucking moron and starts like kicking the shit out of him again love it also is there a is because she this is the moment too where she like jabs him with one of those claws yeah Yeah. and you you kind of think though she's fucking going for that d for a second yeah you think it's gonna be a hand job but that's thankfully not where this movie goes (laughs) no no definitely not jamel was that in the director's comment (laughs) it's originally gonna be a hand job but (laughs) warner brothers made me cut the hand job (laughs) no no he wasn't he wasn't that horny on the commentary Look, they all think that the weakness in the armor is near the balls. <laughs> it's the ribs, honey. It's the ribs. By the way, Andrew, in that clown fight you loved so much, I appreciate yeah. that they had um he uses the batarang and he like programs to oh, who to right. hit. This thing that looks but, like one of those old like handheld tiger toys. Yes, yes it's yep. amazing. And you know, it doesn't hit the lady at the end because the little doggy grabs it out of the air. And I appreciate that they bring back that batarang to set him up. Yes. Later in the movie, because you would just be like, oh, you know, they just got something from Batman. But no, they specifically show get them getting yes. it. Yeah, yeah. And also, that's an interesting moment, too, that you're talking about right there, because the bat, uh, the dog catches the batarang and Batman looks at the the circus woman who's like partnered with this poodle throughout the whole movie and like she just walks away right like batman yeah. makes no attempt it's like all right lady get the hell out of here you know she no, walks no attempt free. to like yeah yeah no attempt to like stop her or anything like that and also one of the clowns in that sequence so now i'm like agreeing with you that this might be the better sequence <laughs> there's a wilhelm scream used in that yes. clown fight oh was there really yeah i love nice. it i love it um so this is uh you know right around where uh the penguin uh, is visited by Catwoman at his disgusting campaign oh. headquarters. <laughs> it's so she could, gross. She could shit in here too. 
It's disgusting, this place. It looks like you're about to fall through the, the floor. The penguin's about to ask her to, honestly. Sure. <laughs> well, the penguin, dude, I feel like in this moment is Oswald Cobblepot realizing, like, he would be totally fine getting, like, fucking destroyed by some dominatrix. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, this is like, wait, they can do that, too? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, that dom energy in this movie is like you, you read about parents taking their kids to this in 92 and being like i hate you warner brothers <laughs> like the movie didn't do as well as the first one like gross like quite a bit less mm-hmm. and i can totally i can easily imagine a parent taking mommy mommy can i go see batman <laughs> and you know the whole family goes and uh you know Mom puts her hand over her husband's eyes. <laughs> half, half the movie. One that's hand over you... the husband's eyes, the other hand over the kid's eyes. That's how you get a generation of Steve Sadax, man. You cannot show this to a child. <laughs> oh man, but this is this was the scene where I noticed that like her outfit is like totally torn from that last fight yeah. and just you see like, a little like a little uh, a little thread popped off. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good looking though. I love it so much. And this so, one, uh, let me ask you something here. Do you know anything about killing children? <laughs> <laughs> I just need a little help killing more children is what I need. This and, is where Michelle Pfeiffer actually put this bird in her mouth. Apparently, that's crazy. I mean, you and you can yeah. see like it's cr- it's a crazy shot. For is, no- was it just like for the exit though? Yeah, like the exit yeah. shot. Yeah. Like I think it's a puppet bird going in, yes, and then. Yeah. But to put a real live bird in your mouth, even for that exit shot, you got to hold it in there for like uh, at least a few seconds, yeah, right? Dude. I mean, this is nuts. Well, I, th- th- you know, God bless that bird actor who did not. You know, I don't know if he got hazard pay or what, but I mean, you know, he had <laughs> learned this what's, incredible what's that stunt. Mean, Steve, so like you're like if you're getting hazard pay as a bird thespian, uh-huh. that's like like a larger like seed bell or something for sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, oh. that's too big. Oh, Michelle was a total professional. <laughs> Didn't wriggle the tongue once, not once. I tell you, oh, I Michelle, guess- if you if you don't bite down, I won't put my. Claws on your tongue, Michelle. I'm a bird. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time I, a bird, had a sex scene with Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I love that this bird is apparently being voiced by Sir Richard Attenborough, by the way. Oh, yes, yes. I, I was to be the lead in the John Frankenheimer remake of The Birds, but uh, that project collapsed, of and course. Of she course. opened her mouth, and I was safe for now. <laughs> I mean, all I thought about in that scene was there's a story. I wasn't on a commentary. I don't know where the hell I read this, but Daniel Stern was talking about Home Alone 2. And if you remember, the end of that movie is like the pigeon lady throws a bunch of bird seed all over uh, Daniel Stern and the pigeons all come or whatever. And like Daniel Stern actually did that. Like the. This guy, I mean, what a glutton for punishment. The first movie with that, you know, tarantula on his face. And then that movie is all the pigeons on him. And he definitely confirmed that a bird shit in his mouth when they were filming that movie. (laughs) And you got to think to yourself, man, like, was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York worth it? I say yes. Well, you see, they were working with non-professionals on that set. So, oh, so, so, you know, some, uh, I would never do such a thing to Michelle. No, I would never shit in her mouth. 
Unless asked, right? <laughs> well, sure. That's that's all consensual. That that there was only once when I was working on a John Waters picture, <laughs> <laughs> or Sylvester Stallone's birthday party. Ah, uh, that's gross. Um, what was I gonna say something about? Oh, so like this is where they hatch their whole partnership, yeah. right? And she she is the one who comes up with the idea of like he cannot be martyred. We got to make him like us. We got to frame him. And, and it, this scene ends so spectacularly. In, like, the most bizarre fashion of her just being like, maybe I'll just give myself a bath right here. And just starts doing it, and then he's there on the bed, and then that's the end of the scene, and you're like, did that escalate? <laughs> I don't know. I bet he was, like, flipping off watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, that what's amazing, and I mean, the movie does do, you know, the, the guy, uh, Daniel Waters, who wrote it, was a, wrote Heathers and stuff, so, like, he is, and, like, so much of this movie is about her just being sexualized by everyone. And even this month, like she's trying to be a villain and the guy, like the deal is like, okay. And she makes a deal with penguin. Like it's for both of our self-interest is like, yeah, but then you're going to fuck me. Right. Like that's his kind of right. Like, and yeah. that's what sets her well, off. What's also, it's a really yeah. interesting kind of limitation for her. Yeah. But, right. but she, before, in her previous life as a secretary, no one gave her any notice. Yes. Like even the boy, not even a boyfriend would want to sleep with her on this vacation. So it's interesting that it's also like her sexual awakening because when she's first visiting her apartment visiting while going home for the day before she goes back to Shrek's office, she's asking the cat about their sexual escapades because she doesn't have any. Yeah, because she's saying stuff like, uh, you know, she's got to go to work to keep, you know, pay the bills, keep the lights on. She's like, not like you do anything around here to help out. You're too busy stepping out. (laughs) She's like, call (laughs) this cat easy. But now she's empowered in this superhero visage sexually. Right. And then right, right. like you find yourself a sexy uh billionaire who's total maniac. You gotta hold on for dear life, Selena yep. Kyle. You know what? Like throw away the catwoman thing, get married, get divorced. You're you're <laughs> coming out on top. You know what I mean? Like this guy, this guy is definitely prey for a quick marriage because he's just like <laughs> way into her immediately. And you, yeah. could, and you could ask for Max Shrek's head for your like for yes. your wedding oh, for gift. Sure. You absolutely could do that. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, maybe Bruce Wayne finds a way to like ruin this guy financially or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that oh, would bring him right it down. Is, they both know that they're going to have to go because there's a tree lighting ceremony. Batman, Bruce Wayne knows like shit's going to go down. Catwoman is involved, and they're both like, "You do an early dinner at my house? Okay, sure. Like five o'clock, we can do yes. five o'clock." There's two great things. They they have a little like uh, Sorconian walk and talk here, yeah. where they they you know he's like, oh Selena, and they kind of you know they're walking by the tree, and she's like, are you going? He says no, and they walk by like a newspaper stand, and there's the great headline of Batman blows it, <laughs> which is so fucking yes. great. Yes. That's my other thing. My favorite thing is this scene. The, the the thing that happens is that this short little piece of shit, this menace, <laughs> challenges the mayor to a relight the Christmas tree. Right. It's like fucking <laughs> like Lorne Michaels challenging Bill de Blasio to light the fucking <laughs> Rockefeller Center back up. <laughs> You know, uh, Bill, do you like to be called Bill? Uh, You know, those clowns took down the tree lighting ceremony. And I think you're a fucking coward, sir, if you don't relight the Christmas tree. Lauren Michaels also does that. (laughs) He also breathes like a 300-pound bird. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's just great it's crazy to be like okay so a terrorist attack happened at the last christmas tree lighting we're gonna do it again 
Yeah, <laughs> dude, and then it happens later. again. <laughs> I think that is like okay. This mayor is definitely out of here now. Uh-huh. There is a moment in this this scene though that I just wanted to touch on because it's so out of character for this character. Is like Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle walking and talking. It's the whole you know. All right, let's have dinner at my place. Early dinner, five p.m., six p.m., whatever. Alfred Pennyworth laying on the horn to tell Bruce Wayne to get his ass moving? I don't know, man. You're fucking playing with fire, sir. No one honks the horn to Bruce Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wayne's not going to fire Alfred. He like starved to death a week later. <laughs> My dinner's not coming out to me. Oh, wait. That, uh, Master Wayne broke a couple fingers. <laughs> me. Wait, uh, wait. You have to cook eggs? <laughs> Uh oh! My favorite thing is the fishy swa scene, where it's like, cold. I just—it's a great. Yes. Scene. It's cold. I just—it's great. It's supposed it. to be you uncouth fuck. Uh, they wind up having a nice dinner at Bruce's house, and they want to fuck in front of this fire. They want to fuck in front of this fire. Well, mm-hmm. dude, you know what? If you're sitting in front of a fireplace that is so big, you have to be burning four whole trees at the same time. <laughs> You see these logs yes. he's got in there? It's insane. It, it, it's like Xanadu. Sorry to bring up Citizen Kane so much, but we, we, we watched <laughs> it recently. And it is a, it's a Citizen Kane fireplace. It absolutely is. Also featured in the film The Haunting when it de- <laughs> yes. decapitates Owen Wilson. Yes, the 99 remake. This and is it, also... It, it, we, yeah, go ahead, Steve. Oh, no, just a great little character moment where both of them are trying to... Are, are getting like... It is interesting. Like, again, like to say that it's not a Batman movie. It is, though, because this is him the closest you can find somebody that's like him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep. And like yeah. when they're feeling each other out and her battle wounds match his battle wounds because they're the same battle wounds, it kind <laughs> of it kind of works in that world. And like it, it, it is this weird like, you know, emotional limitation for both of them. You know, they it's can't. a rad moment, though, because I don't believe that they like reach the final conclusion just yet on the yeah. couch. And it's a great like, you know, uh, she goes to like touch his, you know, wound there, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" and moves yeah. her hand, and then he's trying to move up the sleeve, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" and like, move. you know what I mean? Like, the, it's just it, this scene is way funnier than I, I think people, yeah. uh, you know, give it credit for sometimes. Uh, and then, like, when they realize this whole thing is totally fucked up, he, the whole comedy here of, like, uh, I don't know, Alfred, fucking say I had a big meeting, I had to run out of town, and then she's like, I don't know, like tell him i wrote him this sonnet or whatever she says like you know and then alfred's like okay my day is done a dirty, a, a dirty limerick. limerick yeah oh dirty limerick that's what it is oh, yes. one springs to mind right, right. now <laughs> of course it does that filthy old fucker <laughs> there once was a man from nantucket <laughs> goodbye also it's weird in this scene they uh evoke selena kyle or um Excuse me, Vicky Vale. Yeah, uh, she's mentioned twice it. in this movie, and this is the you know the first time, not by name, you know, but she's like uh, she makes some crack about like what her profession could have been, and he's like, uh, actually, she was a photojournalist. Was, like, was she a stewardess <laughs> or a cocktail? Because her name yeah. is Vicky. It's like, yeah. Okay, yeah. oh, yeah. sure. That, yeah, that honestly feels like a studio note because the rest of the movie is so disconnected from the previous yes. movie that like I have to imagine some exec was like, well, how do we know this is a sequel? Right. Yeah, what yeah, happened? Totally. What happened to Vicky Vale? It's, like, it's not like know. a guy. It's not like a guy like this would just dump a girlfriend. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably killed her, and Alfred helped cover it up. 
Yeah. Well, there is apparently in the in the original scene, like she was in the movie and like she was like going to get proposed to and all this garbage, and they just they had to cut around it and be like, that's not because Burton didn't again. Burton didn't want to make a sequel. He just wanted to make another, another movie, Batman, movie, right? Which yeah. is what this is. You and know what it, I mean? it's it's so weird in those moments where the this movie makes you think of the last movie because like like we've been saying, like there's a fucking clown gang, and at yes. no point is anybody like. You remember that like other clown that dressed up all in purple and loved Prince? Like yeah. none of that. So like when the like Batman's lady friend gets mentioned, you're just like, oh yeah, all right, yeah, no, there is another Batman movie. I know, but I'm thinking about this Batman movie right now. I mean, and I'll say the movie's all the better for it sort of disinteresting continuity. Like yes. you can imagine this movie being written now and they'd have to have something to explain another clown gang sort of like oh yeah they were inspired by the joker yes instead of just like leaving it be like oh yeah there's this is gotham city there are clown gangs i don't know what to tell you (laughs) yeah exactly there are several ones the mad hatter has a bunch of clowns the riddler has a bunch of clowns well visually you're so stunned the entire time this kind of stuff doesn't really register in your brain when you're watching the movie you know what i mean like afterwards obviously you're parsing it but like I just every scene is just so good looking. You're just sort of like, okay, I'm I'm here. It's, it's all iconography. Is yeah. there something um, sort of along those lines in Dark Knight Rises with like hoodlums that also are dressed like sort of like clowns, and it's kind of like vague so. references. It's been a like while. The, the, like the leftovers of that gang yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I haven't watched those. Although I will say those three movies uh, also make immaculate 4K disc pickups. By the way. Let's put that out there. It's me playing salesman for this entire episode. Do you have like reason. a case with you? Can, can I put in an order? Uh, uh, no, but you know, I guess part of it though, dude, you know, honestly, today's episode is brought to you by 4K Disc Media. No, I mean, it's a thing where like, I'm so concerned that, uh, you know, and eventually I guess it will probably happen. Like we stop making discs and like, yeah. I don't, yeah. you know, cause like that stream, Streams can look okay, but they cannot look like these discs. I, yeah. I don't think this is going to go away. I think there's always going to be sort of like a like a, a niche market. It's not it's never yeah. going to be profitable, but it'll <laughs> always be like a small market. And what they'll do instead of sort of not make discs, they'll just make like very fancy, expensive discs. Like exactly. the, the, the steel book is the future, right? Sort right. Of like people, collector's edition, yeah. Right. People who buy these things will spend fifty bucks for a collector's right. edition. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I hope you're right because like I will still be that guy buying those discs and everything. Well, I watched no this on, on Blu-ray today, and uh, it was a little lackluster. I think I got one of those like first Blu-rays. Type. Oh, so yeah. I'm very oh, excited right. about your 4K sale uh, here, <laughs> okay. and I would like to yes. sign up. Okay. I do love... So there's an awful... Like, the violence of this movie is all off-screen, but it's... I mean, most of it's off-screen. When the, when the penguin whips this ice princess with the batarang, and it's just all sold by Danny, uh, Danny DeVito's performance, I'm going, eh! And like he just throws it at her, and it's like, ew, that's yes. got yeah. to be terrible. And then later we hear they found the batarang like covered in her blood, and it's yes. just like, whoa. Yeah, here's the what thing about, happened there? Here's the thing about finding that batarang and everything. Like, there is a shot of like a news reporter being <laughs> like, so, Commissioner Gordon, what can you tell us about uh, the kidnapping of the ice princess? And he's like, well, here in this Ziploc bag is a batarang. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just give the standard police shit of like this is an open investigation he, he, he's with uh when cobblepot does the when he when he knocks her out with the battery he's in there with uh the poodle lady yes and you just know that when like she he knocks her out and he's like 
eh, maybe like a little bit of my flipper. And then the pool <laughs> like, no, tip, tip, Oswald, eyes on the prize. <laughs> totally. Eyes on the prize, Oswald. Yeah, that's that's in Tim Burton's fucking R-rated cut, dude. That's when it gets way more fucking King of New York than you want it but, to be. But, so but he said unlimited poontang. <laughs> <laughs> They, I still uh, can't believe oh, yeah. that's in this movie. I mean, that's an auto five stars. <laughs> Speaking of lines, I think the absolute worst line in this movie, it's always driving, driving me nuts. It's just so cheesy. Eat floor, high in fiber. It's just like, come on. That's, sure. a, that's an Arnold line. That is an, no, an that's Arnold like line. a shitty cop line. Eat pavement. Yeah, yeah you're pavement. totally right. It's there were two moments in this movie that I still feel is a five star and letterboxed film. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I was docking like very, very tiny percentages of points for two things. One, that line, because it's totally from fucking Arnold or Stallone's of, you know, it's yeah. not here. Get this out of my Batman movie. But also, man, oh, man. I mean, we're not quite there yet. But just when he's, like, screwing the penguin over and playing the audio and Batman is scratching the CD player. Oh, right. Like God a record. damn, that's dumb. That's so dumb. Well, that just opened up, like, that. that's a Pandora's box because I'm like, so he has the Batman logo on his CD player. Is it on all the appliances in the house? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Does he have the poster oven with the Batman logo on so, it? But also, everyone drives <laughs> 1950s automobiles, and they have Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. So this is also the cool thing of Batman parks his car. Uh, he puts the Batman club on it, which is the whole, like, shield. Uh, and then the clowns come out, and they have... And I love... You don't... They don't try, and it doesn't matter because it's a comic book movie. Like, they don't try to explain how this clown gang is so technologically proficient in what they sure, do. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't give well, a shit. There if the this, clown's like working on this car, whatever. I feel like it's set up in a way because there's the schematics and they were going to yeah. put it, the H bomb yeah. in there. So they, 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 they at least know their way around it. It's set up a bit for. They were, but they were I'm funded saying, by a. They were funded by a very young Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, Mr. Uh, Zero Cases by April, that fucking yes. idiot. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I totally get what you're saying. But like, if I was looking at those schematics, I can't manipulate the Batmobile. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, these you, are, these you didn't go just... to clown college. <laughs> oh, that is correct. But hey. I love this moment, though, because it's a real like, hey, Batman, they're fucking with your car, dude. <laughs> It's it's like it's like when you uh you when you get to warm up your car in the morning in the winter and you're always looking back to make sure someone no no someone no one took it but here Batman <laughs> clowns got it man you gotta <laughs> I like the idea of Batman having to warm up the Batmobile too it's, like, oh, it's winter Alfred <laughs> get out no Alfred's doing Alfred get out there it's cold oh no the clowns have taken my car wait so how many are in the car now. <laughs> Listen, Alfred, it's 20 below out there, and I just, I, I, I don't want to spend 20 minutes inside the car waiting for it to warm up. I always losing my keys to the goddamn car. I got to get Fox on this. A fob. Of Master sport. Wayne, can I take tea? There are lives at stake, Alfred. Get out there right now. Master Wayne, may I suggest you invest in an auto starter, sir? No, no. Those, de- those devalue your car when you put them in, Alfred. I love uh I love the Ice Princess going to her doom. It's awesome oh. with all the bats. Lawdart Lawdart yes. is fantastic. Dude, what a fucking cruel way to go. I love it. <laughs> and, and, and this is here's the thing though, Steve. You're talking about 
you know, and I think you're right. You know, mostly you do not see shots of violence in that way. Yeah. But the ice princess falls Ooh. on the like, you know, ha- like the uh, what do you call those things? The plunger that has to go down to light the tree. Yeah. She falls on that whole mechanism, and you see that impact shot. It's brutal. And, and meanwhile, the Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls are like, oh, oh, should we keep playing? <laughs> It's so it, it's a smart setup too because the lawn dart had bats in it, so she fell to her death with bats. And he's up there, and someone down in the crowd's like, "Hey, Batman killed the ice prince." <laughs> that's, that's a plan. That's a that's a penguin plan. <laughs> yeah, All right, when that happens, you take your clown makeup off. Be, look respectable. Go out there, and be like <laughs> I think that's Batman killing the ice prince. Better, better, better movie if it were a penguin yelling it. Yes. <laughs> oh my god that's horrible oh that talking dog that talking coyote was just that talking penguin uh, i do love um and also batman doesn't do himself a favor here because he escapes by using the really cool hang glider right and he's like flying amongst the bats it's like now you really look like you did it like yeah. you know yep. what i mean like before You're you could have like- maybe talked around it Exactly. Now you're like, yes, these bats are my people. Good job, bats. Yes, I've done this. <laughs> Between this and the rampage uh, in the car in, in a minute or two, you're really you've got to change. You've either got to change cities. You're going to Metropolis, or now you're Ninja Man. You know what I mean? Like you're, you just yeah. you got Batman is dead. Ninja Man now rules, and you know Ninja whatever it is. Like you just got to rebrand <laughs> at this point. No one's going to trust him. Uh-oh, my yeah. car's got a flat tire. Put up the Ninja Star sign. So the penguin, there's a great moment when they're on the rooftop here and the penguin's like celebrating the fact that they've now like made Batman a, you know, a public facing criminal or whatever. And he's just got this bottle of champagne just on this rooftop, just ready to cheers, just out in the middle of this. It's kind of snowing or whatever. Whatever. Um, and there's a great thing here where the it's it's another great moment like to um make Catwoman more of a fuller character because she's like, Hey, um you totally promised me that that ice princess would be fine. Yeah. And you wouldn't do anything. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, and this is the line. I think where he goes, uh, you lousy minx. I should have had you spade. The only line I can imagine Dustin Hoffman nailing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Said oh, you lousy minx. I should have had you spade. Said that a lot IRL. I do love um, his also line of like, go to heaven. It's just such a weird little like Danny DeVitoism yes. of her flying away. She flies into the house. Great Michelle Pfeiffer scream here. Oh yeah, the the, the, the greenhouse. Goat. Just the goat. Yes. Yeah. The scream um, that like blasts all these windows in the greenhouse, which is awesome. Then Batman uh gets into his car. Oops, the penguin is controlling it. And and like him in this little I mean like they do so much interesting stuff with the size of Danny DeVito specifically and and like to Chris's point, like the babiness of it, like it's one thing if he's just controlling it, but he has to be in like in front of a, a grocery store yeah, like, little yes. ride along thing. I mean, it like is... on, on the, when he when he when he jumps in, he even does like a whole like you know moves around. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know, boss, we could make you something more like the cruising USA type <laughs> sitting situation. It doesn't have to look like you're in front of Kmart and we're left alone. No, it's a fucking grocery store rocket ship. Do you understand yeah. me? <laughs> And it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it, I mean, it, it fits because like he's so like infantile and gross and just yeah. like him riding around in it. And obviously, 
and he's ecstatic. Like yes. that's he's like he doesn't downplay it. All. He doesn't downplay it at all. It's like this is I'm ruining this man's life. I'm doing this. <laughs> he is so happy to be like almost killing people at this point. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. What's incredible about when you realize like where he is doing this, right? So he's in this like Oswald Cobblepot for Mayor Winnebago that they've yes. purchased. And I feel like if Max Shrek is the financial backer for this political campaign, you're getting something a little sleeker than this boxy ass Winnebago. <laughs> Well, that's what James Carville, who's also running on the campaign, wanted. He wanted a Winnebago. You're going to have to get yourself sitting in one of those old-fashioned Winnebagos. You don't want something too expensive now. You got to look like a man of the people. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna like that penguin there. We're going to like that penguin. Like that, that big old gumbo. I got nothing. I got, yeah, 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 I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to do it. Please do not. You'll wind up like me. <laughs> I was going to say, it does. those Oswald Cobblepot for mayor signs go up like overnight. Like they're just like. Yeah. Those oh, but, are rad too because they're all like drawings of him, like from the comic. Yeah, yeah. And you know? I love the campaign buttons people are wearing throughout this movie too because some of them are just ginormous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great thing where he's like, he's in. It's, it's you know, I don't remember where. It's sometime in we've passed it in our discussion but when there's like that like sexy co-ed that's at oh, the, the campaign headquarters, whatever, yeah. he's like yeah have a button uh-huh. he's like putting it on her sweater <laughs> <laughs> again i you, you you would think that at the time you'd be like oh obviously this this political figure can't win an election but like i don't know the president <laughs> basically gropes people all the time of yeah. Course. Yeah. exactly and good good call because he's running on law and order yeah, yeah this is one of the buttons in that in the Winnebago in the Winnebago says uh, Oswald means order. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. God. Make he's Gotham got, great again everybody. He's got the guts to call it radical clown terrorism. He will do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do or- love uh it's, it, it is still and you know Jamel's studio notes this is definitely a studio note like can we have something with the Batmobile where we could sell a new Batmobile? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have the thing. It's like, yep. We are still selling toys here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, absolutely. Because why on earth would anybody be like, you know what? My car should be able to shed parts of itself <laughs> yes. to become a thinner car. <laughs> like, there's no way you would plan for this situation. We're not going to sell a penguin doll with black bile. We can't do that. FEC won't let us do that. FCC won't let us do that. So you got to give us something. I remember being very disappointed because I want, I was, again, I literally liked the penguin as a kid and I got the penguin toy and it was literally just a repaint of an older, like a, a, of a, of a, you know, a monocle penguin from like the the oh, 80s. they just they devetoed just, it out a little. You know, oh. No, they just put it in black. It was blue, and it was he's wearing a black tuxedo. Oh, That's it. That's really? All there was to it. Yeah. Fuck. Like, that. I am not selling children a black gunked monster. I, <laughs> I I think they made McDonald's pull the toys for this. They did. Of yeah. course, yeah. they did. Because really? but I I had the because I had there was the a little, duck one too. I think. 
The the penguin in the little uh, rotating yes. umbrella car. I oh, had that. Shit. Yes, I do yeah. remember that. I also had. Did anybody have the like multi scene play set thing where like it's like a, it was like a little like you know briefcase looking thing. I remember this. And you could open it, so you had like the front of Wayne Manor, and yep. then you had like huh. the Bat Cave, and then there was another part that I don't remember what the, the I think th- it was the penguin's lair. Yes. In quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. I man, and you had a thing where you could like. Zipline Batman, like down. Wow. Oh my god, it was so much that fun. That sounds amazing. I had sticks and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Were they we fun? There, slinky ones, but I straightened uh, it. I so you know he he escapes. You know he, a huge rampage, but he he records the penguin. This is the the famous speech scene where yeah. uh, he and you know uh, speaking to what we're talking about, it's kind of amazing to watch a outsider uh nightmarish politician that wants to burn everything down actually fail by a hot mic you know what i mean like usually a hot mic just doesn't it just rolls off these people Uh, right no i was joking i was being sarcastic (laughs) that's the problem if he had just gone through it if he had just let it happen and let it go instead of trying to kill everybody (laughs) with his umbrella gun shooting the audience heart from hell that's locker room talk yes exactly (laughs) I've never been in one of those. What with me being a man penguin, <laughs> but I, as I understand talk. it, that's how you talk in a men's locker room. Yeah, yeah. A low energy Jim Gordon doesn't know what this <laughs> country needs. Batman is a low IQ individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he gets pelted, and this is when uh, everyone's favorite line is, "I'm not a man. I'm an animal." Yes, oh. there is a, there is some great cinematography here in the scene that I wanted to point out. When he gets to the podium to start the speech, they don't give him like a little booster step. Yeah, so it's just short Danny DeVito at this like normal sized podium, and all of the microphone stands are framing his face, so he looks like he's in like a birdcage kind oh, of. Thing. Oh yeah, or jail. Or I mean, yeah, or jail. You know, it was just like it was thing. such a great uh just moment there. And then again, this has nothing to do with the 4K disc. I just happened to notice it this time. <laughs> I love I and I love like the the lang the body language of Max Shrek giving him like a shoulder shrug of like, Well, you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was fun. We tried it. Yeah, and I'll, him, like, I'll get someone else to help me open my power plant or whatever. Him barreling his weird body into the crowd is just very disturbing to look now at. I'm gonna crowd surf, <laughs> <laughs> and then him throwing himself into the same uh, river that he yes. was tossed. Very because cool. he does Very try to shoot the crowd. That's the, that is his fatal flaw. If Donald yep. Trump did actually take out a Tommy gun during one of these speeches <laughs> and fire on the crowd, maybe nope. that would have been enough. He'd be fine. I tr- trust me. He'd be fine. No, he'd just get Corey Lewandowski to do it. <laughs> the, the there's like th- a third part to that human being animal line though, which is great. Just cold blooded. Yeah, it's so awesome. This um, is when he's like, you know what? Let's go back to our basics. Let's yep. kill some kids. Yep. Kill I was, kids. you know what? I wanted to run on the killing kids platform to begin with. Shrek totally got me off course. Let's get back to killing kids. And this is the one of the funniest. This is like the darkest comedy in the movie is the one clown oh being like, uh, Penguin, should we really be, uh, I don't know, murdering kids? And he just <laughs> fucking shoots this fat clown in the heart and lets him just drop into the water, man. Oh, what, my God. We're what, like five election cycles away from uh 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 you know uh 
President Tom Cotton, kill all the firstborn sons. <laughs> like, we're not oh, far God. off from that, are we? Five, five, five is optimistic. Yeah, I'm, 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 see, look, I'm an optimist by nature, okay? <laughs> so we got the, yeah, back to basics. We're going to kill these kids. Uh, this is Max Shrek's big Christmas. Is it a Christmas Eve situation he's having this Halloween ball? It's a masquerade. <laughs> masquerade. Yeah. Oh, my, my yeah. annual masquerade. Thing. It's the Max yeah. Arade, which is great. Yeah. I think there- it's. It's funny that um, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne are the only people that show up without costumes since they're right. the ones usually in costumes. Right. Well, it's, it's the thing, right, where it's like in in these both of these characters, right, which is the real dominant personality, yeah. right? Like is Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne? You know, right. is Catwoman pretending to be Selena Kyle? So it's this thing where like the them oh. looking at like looking just without masks is That's them the wearing a mask. Yeah, perfect. It, you You got it right there. I mean, in the way that this is blocked and shot and the way the camera moves and, like, the script just kind of, like, do we have to start fighting now? That whole, like, all these weird little realizations and and Pfeiffer is just on fucking fire this entire movie. It's a a, touch her. It's a great scene. Like, it's just sort of, like, it's a a, uh, serious, like, emotionally mature scene of the kind that you, again, you don't really see in these kinds of movies of two adults try, try, just trying to figure something out. Right. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Selena. Like, let's, Selena. can we talk this through, you know? <laughs> Selena, Selena, wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that Super Freak on the saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I can, does, do they have cover? Do they have a cover record? I would love to hear more jazz as funk disco. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's just great. And they're literally about to go talk to each other. And have what would be another great scene, but the penguin obviously crashes the party. Well, she, like, wait a second, though. But she fucking, she's packing heat, dude. She pulls oh, a yeah. piece out. Yeah, she wants, oh, that's right. Because she's like, oh, you and Max. And she does this insane, terrifying laugh. Yeah. And it's like this and Max. And it's a gun. Mm. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, like, again, like, this is one of those scenes where, like, you don't need the rest of the movie. Like, this scene could exist on its own. And it's totally great. Like, whatever. Yeah. That's it. If you were, if you were, if you were to take that scene, like, <laughs> Obviously, when the floor explodes, the penguin comes out. Just like yeah. lob that off and just have like the scene of them dancing at the ball and like talking and yeah. just showed it to someone with a, with no context about what the film was. They would never guess it's a Batman movie. Yep. Yes, yeah. totally. They'd be there, like, was this like an early version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith? There's that great line with the mistletoe talk. And it's a yes, callback to the it, previous thing where uh, what she says, like mistletoe can be deadly if eaten which is something he said before and he responds with a kiss can be even deadlier so they and this is where they realize each yeah. other's yeah. identities yeah it's, it's just so, so awesome i yeah. mean yeah, yeah and uh obviously the penguin shows up you didn't invite me but i crashed and it's like uh Dad, it's save so- yourself <laughs> this explosion. The, the, the best part about this so is good. on the duck there are two little penguins with like rocket rocket packs on them. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is bodyguards. <laughs> there had to have been a trial and error period of oh, yeah. arming penguins with rocket launchers, right? Like <laughs> No, the Gotham out. penguins are very smart. They just they they, are, they got it. They got <laughs> they it got all the way down. Yeah. Wow, this is amazing. They're, they're great. They're fantastic. Well, you yeah, lost more take- clouds than we did penguins. <laughs> well, you're forgetting that dark chapter uh, of American history when the CIA was trying to uh, kill Castro with uh, uh, penguin bombs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, these penguins are taking to these rocket launchers like ducks to, well, 
you know, water. <laughs> but the penguins are talking about <laughs> The penguins are to ice. I, I, I don't know. I give and, up. And it's uh, kind of wild because, like, it, the movie, when Oswald Cobblepot, like, fizzles out of this campaign, you know, in that last scene and runs back to the sewer, part of the movie almost feels like it's over. Yeah. And, you know, there's this big stretch of, like, you know, there is parts where he's, like, back in the Batcave and Alfred's like, oh, you got invited to this masquerade ball. And he has him tear it up. And then he's like, well, say, my lady friend might be there. And yeah. Alfred's, like, so fucking pissed that he tore up the RSVP. There's all this stuff that happens. So there's a lot of time where it sort of feels like you're in this weird epilogue. But then, like, yeah. the penguin like explodes back into the movie and it doesn't feel like there's extra stuff you're not like yeah. man this movie's still going on like you you know in this moment like oh fuck now it's like the final battle yes. of this movie which is yeah. great the third act really announced itself for sure so you can dress up like jerks <laughs> get juiced and dance badly <laughs> he's so great right here and then in the duck he kidnaps christopher walken well, so he's gonna awesome. kidnap chip which yeah. is fantastic save because yourself it, because of the firstborn son angle yes. yeah right right but then, right. He, then uh christopher walken convinces him to kidnap him and it's it, it's a great moment too because he's like uh, you're making a good point <laughs> but the penguin's whole plan here is so like the method by which he's also planning i mean like the murder of a child anyway obviously is terrible but like he's like so what we're gonna do is kidnap them all and then i'm gonna drown them in your fucking sewage max shrek and you're just like jesus christ this is industrial brutal. byproduct and then you're gonna join them Yep. He has the uh, umbrella with the the mobile, and he's like, "Come on, we'll do the penguin, uh, whatever the 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 pied penguin routine." And he's like <laughs> leading them into their doom theoretically, and like you don't see it because the movie doesn't show it, but you see it because he's doing it, and it's like this is literally as pitch black as you can get. You can picture Vincent Chevelli just driving this child <laughs> kidnapper train like right into all the goop. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how like it's conspicuous that is to have a fucking carnival train with cages <laughs> full of young children just going through the middle of a city. I mean, it just, I mean, I know you see Trump everywhere now, but like literal kids in cages being drowned down yeah, the street. Like, like it's Jesus. There. I do. My I'm, favorite movie, <laughs> Batman Returns. I learned so much from Oswald Cobblepot, great <laughs> local politician, Gotham. <laughs> I do love, um, uh, apparently Burton, they were thinking about shooting, um, actually abducting the children. You only see them getting put in the cages. But then somebody was like, we cannot. <laughs> like, you cannot have, you, like, these kids are having nightmares. You can't have, like, a little kid safe in his bed and then, like, Clown stealing him, dude. Yeah. Like a big that is fat clown too much. Kicking the door open, <laughs> like it's... somebody had to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> Vincent Chevelli and his monkey are taking a young Anna Paquin out <laughs> of her bed. <laughs> exactly. Like you know what, my kids need to sleep tonight, and I am not getting a lawsuit on my hands. Chevelli's gotta... We we let you have the black bile. We let you have the child <laughs> murder. You We're even giving get you a lot tank. of leeway with this one. <laughs> But you can't have the kids taken from their beds. <laughs> but it's okay. the whole movie. I need it. Okay, but then can I take? Can I keep in the scenes where we drown them in the sewage? No, no, Tim. <laughs> we can't do that either. Okay, it's one or the other, or I walk. Tim, uh, we're already pushed up against a PG thirteen here. <laughs> 
It's a hard fucking PG-13, guys. Absolutely. Yep. This rating is hanging on by a thread. You, uh, you don't Batman want to know. Go ahead. You know, he, he beats up Vincent Javelli. He, he, he saves it. You do kind of want Batman to beat the shit out of Vincent Javelli, though. And yeah. now, this next moment almost feels like maybe it's something out of the animated series, which I've seen a handful of, but not as much. The fact that Batman sends the the, the monkey with a note. <laughs> yes. And then it's like this stationary that from Batman. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dear Penguin, the children regret they are unable to attend Batman. <laughs> Apparently, two stories. One, the monkey was definitely freaked out by Danny DeVito's makeup, like everyone else was. Sure, yep. And I think it was on the Graham Norton show or something. This is apocryphal, it's on IMDb trivia. It went after his nuts because he was so afraid of him. And like, he was like, obviously, it was, it was the suit or whatever. So he's fine. But I can just imagine. Look at that thing. And a monkey doesn't know. A monkey doesn't understand what makeup is. Dude, what? this monkey's trying to like tear at this fat suit. There's got to be a photo, like a secret photo somewhere of Danny DeVito being like, look at this monkey's on my balls. The monkey's been listening to. Like break in his ear for weeks. Yeah, they, they, he's gonna lose. They have, the, they have lose to euthanize that monkey. After. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was this dude's last performance. <laughs> oh man, I love Danny DeVito. Also, here he's doing a like a patent reference with all these penguins, getting them all juiced up, ready to go destroy yeah. the city, which and is great. A, that's Plan B. Is like you know what? If I can't steal all the firstborn, we'll just kill everybody. And there's a we're gonna kill all the kids now. They, yes. they wouldn't put me on a pedestal, so I'm gonna put them on a slab. Oh, that's a great line. That's also kind of straight out of a gangster you know, movie. Somewhere, not just right? a patent reference, but a reference to the uh, trial scene in M. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yes, totally. Oh. Fuck, I didn't even get that. I'm due for a rewatch on that movie. That's been a long time. Yeah, M is great. The best. And they uh, say something about like the with the the firepower that these penguins are packing, they're going to like the center of the city. They're going back to Gotham Square to like do this yeah. thing. And he's saying that there's gonna be a hundred thousand people that are killed, which is a Quite an achievement for a Gotham villain, I have to say. Yeah, yeah they're, right no, they're only not that ambitious. <laughs> no, no. Like, Joker's happy if he gets, like, a couple people with that weird, like, smile, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would be really... I guess I would feel okay if my family was uh, vaporized by a rocket if a penguin launched it. Like, it would be kind of cute. It would be just a little cute. You know yeah, what I mean? We're all going to look back on this and laugh. <laughs> When the penguins well, killed grandma. That's how you'll get everybody okay with, you know, nuclear Armageddon. Make sure a puppy pushes the button. <laughs> <laughs> the adorable. Oh, he's so cute. Or have a Grogu do it and then oh, have a, sure, a brand yeah. ambassadorship. That's uh, what, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Well, Batman just waits. Till, it's a classic Batman. He waits the last second to, yep. to jam the signal and, like, turn them around. Yeah, which is so. Yeah, he's directing the penguins to like go back towards the zoo or whatever. Right, right. And this is he's in the the bat ski at this point. Everything, like all conflict in this movie, is is remedied by frequency jamming. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. how he got yeah. the speech, yeah. and that's how yep. he gets this. 
It's even but, the same little graphic on the monitor, like frequency yeah. jam. And Alfred's like got the headset on, like he's back in his old World War II days, you know, jamming <laughs> frequencies, mixing some beats up. He's getting ready for it. I mean, so Penguin has Christopher Walken in a birdcage. He's sitting on like what is I can only call a throne, chowing on fish, waiting for these children to die. Uh, and you know, the is this when? Uh, the 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 bat boat like speeds in yeah because well this is like a you know there's something coming it's it's very big very fast or whatever so he decides after the the signal jam that he's gonna get in his little duck car and there's the hilarious like this duck car trying to drive up these stairs and you see like danny devito in this thing like getting whiplash going up all these stairs and it's so great because batman i think at this point is like alfred like i'm close enough to the signal or whatever and he's like uh, I don't know. Fuck it, and just rams the bat ski like into the duck boat, and just causes this huge car accident. It's so awesome, and this and is there, the, my babies. There's a small fight here, but I think um, Tim Burton was smart because you can't have Michael Keaton just wail on the penguin because no. then it turns into L.A. Confidential, and everyone's really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yes. When fucking Russell Crowe's beating him in a chair, it's like, yeah. that's like kind of hitting a kid. Like, you know, he's like so small. Like, he, he you know, in in this movie, he gets him a little bit. He, like, maybe, like, headbutts him or something, but that's it. Oh, well, Batman. He's got the... If you're going to hit me like that, you better keep it hush-hush on the QT. <laughs> Batman, we had a deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all they do is wait, like, what, another, like, five years, and then you get that incredible scene. Um, but, yeah, like, the whole zoo gets fucked up, yeah. right? All the penguins start launching these rockets at the zoo. The thing about, like, the penguin putting up a fight here, which is kind of great, is the the umbrella that he has in this moment is, like, the sword one. And yeah. he's trying to slash Batman, like, right in the face. It's And they do a great job with, like, the, the sound design here. Like, the whoosh, whoosh, you know, sounds of the sword blade he, and everything. It's, it's menacing, for sure. And it's creepy as all fuck, you know. And he, but that's what's great is like they're smart to think like he's he's got something in his hand there because yeah. you're right, Steve. I was thinking about that too. Like obviously Batman would beat the shit out of this guy, um, but not if there's yeah, a sword on his throat, kind of a thing. Great, more explosions of the zoo, just fantastic looking explosions of a set. Really, look, dude. This fucking polar bear falls like a statue yes. of Saddam Hussein. Did you see this <laughs> thing go down? <laughs> It's incredible amongst be, all the flames and everything. Like a giraffe should run by on fire or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Say what you will about that polar bear. You could like <laughs> shops could stay open until 10 p.m. when that was happening. You could walk around the streets. <laughs> God, there's also the creepy thing. This is where what who fall? Oh, this is Walken falls in the yeah. Christopher Walken falls in the water here, and the it still freaked me out. Like I remember getting freaked out. More this particular moment in this movie as a kid than any other moment is when Walken drops to the bottom of the pool and the dead clown is just still down there, just fucking rotting. Like eyes wide open. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so fucking unsettling. The part of this movie that freaked me out as a kid was surprisingly not that or the nose bite was the once we find uh, Max Shrek's body coming up and you see the crispy critter really quick and it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah well, that, that was with rough. the face with the like, his little eyes and yeah. a tongue. It's like ah, it's like they they ref you know they they remembered what the Joker does to that gangster in the first movie. Yes. They were like, let's up that a little more. It's a little hot under the collar. <laughs> yeah, well, I- that guy's like child's play compared to this shit. Yeah. 
well, if I can't sh- if I can't drown more kids, <laughs> then we're gonna show them a body. You gotta you gotta you gotta keep Tim interested, guys. All right, look, Tim, if- is go- Tim is gonna walk. All right, we don't want Tim to walk. All right, look, look, just what skull. if the dead clown is just there's no blood in the water, but he's just down there and his <laughs> eyes are open, so maybe he's swimming. Look, I abandoned the two faced idea. You gave me stress over the poontang when I said <laughs> it's, it, it needs to happen. What else do you want from me, Warner? New from Kenner, the the <laughs> penguin playset complete with dead clown at the bottom of the lake. You know, it's not a it's it's not actually that weird. My uh, bottom of my pool uh, has a dead clown. It's not that weird, actually. It's like a fake ceramic thing I had, but like it's tied to the bottom. You can't move it. It's pretty neat. Kind of an installation. I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, so Catwoman shows up here, of course, and this is the great, you know, Batman's trying to explain to her, like, we're the same person, Selena. Like, you don't have to do this kind of a thing. This is the hilarious. I'm just going to rip this Play-Doh cowl off my head. It is funny because obviously, like the way the bat suit works, is he has to paint black over his eyes, and there's that one quick shot of him without. He's got like you can see the peach around his eyes, and it's really unsettling. Yes, Um, there was there was one moment where uh, Shrek is pleading with Selena Kyle of uh, "I'll get you anything, money, jewels." A very big ball string. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only a line that a man who already knows he has a gun can say. <laughs> You're totally right. If he's feeling comfortable enough to throw in a quick joke right there during the pleading, yes. Great um, line of Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like Batman? Because <laughs> he is Batman, you moron, which is like you was. always <laughs> he kind of like, yeah, was, which is awesome. But like that's a great moment. I feel like that was a great theater moment for all the people that ever wanted to tell off their boss. It's like, <laughs> call them a fucking moron. Like, yeah. she's doing it. And then, I, you know, I love all the shooting. Four, five, still alive. I mean, I love this scene. I mean, Keaton, this is a real acting moment for fucking Keaton when he's like, we're the same. You and yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it was very effective. I, I still, to this day, I find him, I mean, like. I, I don't know how he got this role, but I'm so happy he did. Yeah. I mean, what are, I mean, you know, that's the, the convo for the Batman 89 episode, but like you are taking a risk hiring a comedian to play a superhero such as Batman, like hiring Paul Rudd to play Ant-Man. Yeah. I get that, you know, for like yes. what that movie yeah. kind of is. Right. But like, he was just a comedian and he was like a former stand-up, you know, before he started making comedy films. Yeah, that guy was in the four- Paul Paul Rowe was in fucking uh, knocked up. Like it, yeah. he was in clean and sober. Like eh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great it, movie it, and all, but like eh? The thing that Keaton does with the role that like no one else has really ever quite gotten again is that like Keaton just plays him like an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Like he plays him like a guy who just does not know how human beings interact with each other. <laughs> So, Which is kind of great because that's what billionaires are. Right? Right, right, I don't yeah. understand how people function. I mean, I, I love that. We, there's that one scene where he's, pull, where he's sitting. He's like, uh, "I'll forget the back teen, will you?" And he's dressed as Batman, fully. He's got a, 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 a Catwoman, you know, claw in his side. He takes it out, and like again with that fucking bottom of his mouth, he's just like licks it. He goes, "Yeah," and it's like this weird, like it's yeah. for me moment, and like yeah. again. <laughs> it is just so sexual. Their their connection is so sexually charged, and like, and at the end, like, yeah, it, it is resonant that they are too. Br- like, he sees himself in her in all the worst ways. He 
he's this broken fucking nightmare. She's a broken nightmare. Maybe we'll be one big complete nightmare together. But I think also, like, you know, um, you don't have Robin in this movie. So, like, the whole idea of trying to protect someone from becoming exactly like he is also kind of falls on his relationship with Catwoman here. You know, and it's like, if we can just kind of be together and you can kind of, like hang in my mansion and you know i can sort of make sure you don't go full-on fucking terrible like i am kind of a thing uh and which he fails at but yeah she he keeps shooting her and she does the thing with the stun gun and the live wire let's have a kiss i, I want to save another life for next christmas great line great line. yes yeah. yeah yeah i don't know why she has to kiss him in that moment though it's a you know it's a wouldn't the uh, electrical thing still just work Otherwise. Yeah, but it's like it's, it's a powerful, it's a power move. Is what yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's, find, she's still finding herself. Yeah, no, I guess that's after true. all this, she's still got to find herself. Meanwhile, poor Penguin has fallen through the uh, ceiling there, and he comes up at this point, and this is the whole like, oh, man, uh, a cool drink of ice water, and <laughs> oh, this is like kill you momentarily. <laughs> yeah, <don't laughs> he pulls the wrong so umbrella. Yeah, he pulls it. He pulls it. He goes, he goes, he goes <clears throat> toy umbrella. <laughs> yes okay now bruce bring out the really big bile pouch for danny <laughs> he's gonna need it coming right down the chin and as if i mean like you know like i, I maybe i just I, I imagine there's one guy who's like oh i like batman movies and he went to go see this movie and like and you know he gets to the whole thing but when the penguin pallbearers come out he left the theater he's like you know what dude <laughs> yep. fuck you fuck you know i sat through this whole fucking thing i wanted to leave three or four times but this is it <laughs> i, I gotta the- say when i watched this earlier in the year before before for the show uh i i had completely forgotten about the penguin pallbearers and i lost my mind <laughs> of course it's insane <laughs> And when you look how this is getting pulled off, I was really kind of like watching these these penguin thespians in this moment. <laughs> and like they're just they're not even like touching Danny DeVito. Yes. Like he's just being pushed along or whatever. And the face plant, by the way, is pretty brutal. Oh yeah. It's just when it's a you, bad you just one. see this this fucking potato fall over face <sighs> first. And then what they're doing too, I hadn't really thought about it until last night, but like as he's getting you know moved along by these penguin pallbearers his face is just scraping this yeah. concrete like god damn what an undignified end and you know again tim burton is looking at all these fats he's like well the ass has to be flatter the ass has to be <laughs> like the, his disgusting penguin ass is not not all it's, right it's the fat it's the flattest fat ass you have yes. ever look, seen which is amazing you want a badonk go- there <laughs> listen here wardrobe person look i i he usually wipes is the thing that's what oh I, I, he usually wipes but sometimes he misses a little bit that's what the look we're looking for here he's so relatable <laughs> and this like final moment man you know where like it's christmas and alfred's driving him along and he, he sees you know the shadow of catwoman you know kind of climbing up a ladder and he gets out of the car and he finds this little black cat there. She and it's like, turned least... into a cat. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a magician. I've got her, Alfred. 
She'll live in our mansion after Is she my familiar now? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, totally. But it's great because, like, at least he was able to give one cat a good home. You know what I mean? He's, you know, Bruce. Now, now, dude, now that's like the richest cat in the world. (laughs) Well, this (laughs) cat is losing his shit in this scene. The cat thespian, you mean? This cat thespian. Like, his eyes are darting, like, fuck this, fuck this. His eyes are just everywhere. I'm going to kill this guy that's holding me. (laughs) I would watch a movie called The Richest Cat in the World. (laughs) You should. I, but I also, it, it, it is so quiet and so nice of just like, Merry Christmas, Master Wayne. You know, just Merry talking. Christmas, Alfred, and goodwill towards men and it, women. It, it gives the, that ending gives the whole thing a feel of sort of like, oh, this was secretly a Christmas parable. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that like this movie starts and ends, you know, starts at Christmas time, ends on Christmas. There is no argument here for this being a Christmas movie, my friends. No right. doubt in my mind. It's, it, it is. It, it absolutely is. And I mean, we're, fu- yeah. we're fucking saying Merry Christmas. We're, you know, I mean, come on. Christmas movie. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Even though it re- released in June. And again, that 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 one Warner's executive is like, oh, fuck. Can we just. It's a June movie, Tim. <laughs> it's a June movie. <laughs> well, Alfred, happy Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> sure glad we beat those aliens that uh, came down to Gotham. Okay, Another hot okay. dog, Master Wayne. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now we can set it in summer, but that just means that the penguin's going to have to be sweating a lot. <laughs> no, no, it's Lots Christmas of sweating, <laughs> so we're going to get this more damp. A damp Jesus, penguin. Jesus Christ, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Oh, and I want, you know what, it's going to be hot out. I want smell-o-vision cards. You'll scratch and sniff. It's just dead fish on everyone. Batman yeah. returns except everyone's as sweaty as they are in like a time to kill. <laughs> oh, wow, that's that's pretty sweaty. I have two <laughs> words for you: flipper feet. Come on, <laughs> you want to see this in flip flops? Uh, and then I love. I think I said this on Twitter. Ate some shit. Others agreed with me. Uh, I think this is the best shot in the best Batman movie of the bat signal coming up, and you just see Catwoman's head coming up, looking at it. Man, is it great! Oh, it's good. They added it's- that in post. Catwoman was such a big deal after all. They were like, yeah, we, we, she can't be dead. Absolutely oh, yeah. cannot be See, dead. See, I knew she turned into a cat. Yep, that's what, <laughs> that's what happened right there. Well, do you think that that was a thing, Chris, where it was like, if we do another one of these, bring Catwoman back? Well, it was setting up a sequel that they never could pay off, uh, which is fine. Which is fine. Right. Again, that's, I think that's fine because the movie has happened. That ha- character had that whole arc. It's kind of a wink as opposed to like, no, we'll do it in the next movie. You know what I mean? Like that's right. that's yeah. what th- there's a huge difference between doing a whole movie and then winking versus it's yeah, not it, doing any doing yeah. stuff and not setting it up and blah blah blah. I'm like, we'll do it in the next one. It's fine. It, Don't yeah, worry it's about not. It. A, you're not going to believe this. You know exactly. Right. And also, I mean, as we, I think we brought this up in the Catwoman episode we did, but like they were trying to get the Catwoman yes. movie made for a long ass time, and it oh, was like right. it was first Pfeiffer, then Ashley Judd, and then it went dormant, and then suddenly Halle Berry and the guy from the Cell did it right that's yeah. right yeah 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 judd it's, might have been good sure yeah oh judd would have been good yeah pfeiffer or um, judd would have been great but that is the end of this motion picture my friends and obviously we've, we've said now that um you know we're doing these for we love movies so yes they obviously hold up but i'm just curious uh any new observations or appreciations we will uh, start with you jamel as the guest for this week uh, n- nothing new. Just this is a this is a terrific movie. Like I think I said at the top, they, they don't they don't make them like this anymore. You know this yeah. for as much as 
these two movies, Batman and Batman Returns, probably heralded all the worst trends of um, blockbuster movie making today. They still stand as like these completely unique uh, uh, products, and they're great. I mean, we didn't talk about it too much, but like these returns, especially, you could watch this as basically like an intro to German expressionism. Um, yes, totally. Every the entire movie is filled with these little shots. That closing shot is like straight from Metropolis. Like it's just everywhere, right? Yeah, um, and I think that's so cool. It, it's such it's such a neat thing to have in uh, a Batman film of all things. Totally, Steve Sadak, comic book expert. Yeah, I, I mean, I love this movie. And again, like there is this. I mean, like I do think that there's there's fidelity to the material, and then there's also like, hey, let's just run with something and make. Mm. the weirdest movie possible hey nobody's looking let's make the weirdest movie possible (laughs) and that's kind of what this movie is and i mean like as much as i I, I, i'm a sucker for it i I, i'm i love the fidelity in in the latter movies and like the you know some of the marvel stuff is like oh that's the thing that i know oh they're finally doing this they're finally doing that i kind of wish there was a world in which both these things could exist wherein you could just have a movie where it's just like here's a huge director here's a great cast and like it's got this tent literal tentpole of uh, a structure of a character that you're supposed to love, but let him do whatever him or her do whatever the fuck they want with it. And right. that's what this is. And that's why it's so staggeringly good. Right. Uh, Chris cabin. Oh yeah. I absolutely love this movie. It is my favorite superhero movie. Totally out of all of them. Um, I don't, you, the thing is, is that you just don't see many uh, personal connections between the director's, and these kinds of movies anymore. Like the closest thing you had was something like Black Panther or Iron Man 3, where you saw a direct connection between what the material was and what those directors had been through. Like you could see that there was a good, that didn't like other than those and this, and I guess like Donner isn't much of a stylist. So super, the first Superman doesn't really feel like that, but like, it's so incredible to watch, like to see somebody get away with it. Yeah. Uh, and like to know that it can't happen again, right? Like that they, they literally had those one chance to do something like this. They did it, and it will never happen again. Uh, so it's to me, it is something to be in awe of. Totally, man. Eric Siska. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I always loved uh, Batman nineteen eighty nine more, and I always viewed this as like a fine, like this is an okay movie. But like rewatching it today, totally reassess that, and I think it's fucking on par with. 89 and i love the sexuality of it i love those weird moments of saying that that, well that pt expression um so yeah i mean i I love it it holds up it holds up better than i thought it did yeah totally i've always gone back and forth like you know favorite superhero movie it's either this or 89 and now i'm i'm back on this and it's interesting you you bring up the sexuality dude because it's something we've talked about on the show before but like how so many modern american movies are like totally sexless and you look at these marvel movies and it's like yeah they mention things here and there and like yeah tony stark's a ladies man and this that the other thing but like these characters in this movie are horny as fuck and it is like permeating the screen you know you cannot escape the horniness of this movie 
you know, whoever, like either it's sexy Catwoman and Bruce Wayne or the disgusting penguin, everyone's ready to go. And the movie's like not trying to hide it. So I think that's, it's great. It's a kid's movie. That's totally for adults only, which I think is awesome. Uh, So that's going to wrap up our discussion on Batman returns. This was so much fun. Jamel, thanks for hanging out as always. We love having you here. Um, You know, quick, quick plug. What do you got going on? Serial reviews, New York (laughs) Times stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I'll plug that. Uh, I, my college at the New York Times. I, my Instagram is uh, at jbuie. And then also for Serious Eats, I do these uh, serial reviews. I review bad cereals. Uh, I don't know how I got roped into doing it, but here we are. <laughs> it's delightful, by the way. <laughs> I say people man. need to check those out. Um, there's one more. I still got one more to do for the year for something I am genuinely dreading. So stay Ooh, tuned. I'm for excited that. for that. Are they Penguin O's? They're not <laughs> Penguin O's. I can tell you what they are. It'll be... The uh, uh, Korea-only Chex Green Onion Cereal. Oh, <laughs> I saw something about this. I've seen it. this mentioned on like Twitter or something. I'm very excited. Did you uh, do one? Am I just hallucinating this? Did you do one on Cinnamon Toast Churros? I believe I did, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I bought a box of that because I was like, Jamel did a review of that one, and they're I good. want to check it out. And they are. They're quite good. <laughs> uh, but thanks for hanging out, buddy. This is always so much fun yeah. having you here anytime it's, you want to come pleasure. back. Uh, as always here on We Hate Movies, more content over on patreon.com slash we hate movies. We dropped our huge ass three hour plus episode on Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring last week. That's a, a, a massively good time that we love doing. And very soon we will or we will we'll drop or will have dropped our Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So there's more Batman yep. if you're a Batman head. Absolutely. On the Patreon. Yep. Uh, and speaking of Christmas movies, or maybe there's the Die Hard commentary track coming soon. Absolutely. That'll be out before the holidays. I think that's going to drop on like the 18th or something like that. We'll figure out the dates. We'll let you know, of course. Uh, but we are going to roll on here on We Love Movies Month. Steve Sadak, next Tuesday, we got a brand new We Love app hanging out. What are we going to be talking about? A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. It'll be our, it'll be our like Christmassy episode there. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this. You know, the thing about it is I just heard, I read a thing that they were talking. Brian Henson was saying they're doing like a 4K remastering of the movie and they're putting the Love is Gone number back in it that got yeah. cut out from the film. Uh, see, Steve Sadak, not a huge fan of Muppet Christmas Carol, I don't think, because you don't know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> I do about. not. <laughs> there was a song that it's it's um, Scrooge looking back on his young life. Oh, They're right. Saying, love is, the love is gone. Yeah. Uh, the, it got cut from uh, theatrical oh. and everybody, you know, a, a after theatrical or whatever, you can't, if you have it on like DVD, like it doesn't exist. Okay. And he said they found the footage to put it back into this new scan. And I was like, oh, here we go. I cannot wait for that <laughs> as a massive fan of this movie. So next week, Muppet Christmas Carol, one of the all time great Christmas movies. We're going to have a blast talking about that. Uh, but until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadek. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. I'm Jamel Bowie. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>